0: Well, looky, looks like the games have begun. Where is he? Where's Price? What happened to you? Are you all right? No, I'm so fucking far from
1: all right. It's not even funny. Someone or something just tried to drown me in a tank of blood the size of a Buick.
2: Look at this, huh? What is this? That? What just happened to you there? That's nothing. You just been playing around
0: with the ghosts. Wait till somebody lets out the darkness in this place. That's a whole. That's a whole new bunch of crazy shit. That's.
1: You'll hate that shit
3: what is this darkness
1: it the thing the evil the thing that's the rotten core at the bottom of this place the thing that's gonna kill us all that thing
3: you're listening to the Buzzkill kill podcast
0: to do the
3: work it is
2: episode 142 welcome to the buzzkill podcast where today we're locking ourselves in this haunted
1: studio N word. staying for the pay yeah well stay for the pay. <laughs> yeah, <you laughs> <fucked> it <up. laughs> james sorry killed it how would you have taken that one i don't know yeah oh, i think oh. i think your setup was bad yeah, it's probably true. Mike's fault, my, once my again. Fault. Anyway, <laughs> oh. what are you going to do about it? What's going on, guys? I'm Mike. I'm Jim. And
2: I'm Justin. And, um, yes. Hey. Hi.
1: Hey, boys. How are you? Good. 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 I spent my day in the uh, <laughs> Secretary of State today. That was lovely. Oh. Awesome. No, it sucked, you know? <laughs> <laughs> told you what you go there for? I had to go get a new title for the Envoy because my dad sold it and I can't find the title for it
2: good job you sound like you're daunting real hard there
1: yeah it was an interesting it was an interesting uh time at the sos though because there were there were a lot of different types of people there there was a lady who i saw her waving her cane around at one point in time like yelling at one of the people behind the counter and i just hear the guy go ma'am it happened in the parking lot like that's not our responsibility (laughs) and she turns around she goes well then he shouldn't get his license if that's what he's here for and she, she like, starts to walk away with her cane, and she points at the guy that she's talking about, and she goes, you! I'm talking about you! <laughs> and the guy's just like, what? And then as she's walking away, she's walking down the aisle, like, back toward the back, mm-hmm. and there's tons of people there, and she just goes, you fucking asshole! I'm like, whoa! <laughs> was
2: she old as dirt, too? Like
1: no, the- no, she was, uh, she was probably, she just, she looked like she had been, you know, Road hard, put away wet. <laughs> 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 like I don't know what the cane was for. She didn't look old enough to be say, walking just, with a I'm, cane. I'm just but...
2: picturing like this like 90 year old bag like, no, just I'd... just going crazy. No, I'd
1: say I'd say more like uh, more like in her mid 50s and oh gee, that's it. Possibly like possibly like you know when we used to go to the JSP for karaoke, mm-hmm. like maybe mm. maybe one of their clientele. No. <laughs>
0: Sounds like somebody I know, but I'm not going to throw any names in there.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, that was an interesting day. And then there was this English guy who, like, I was standing there annoyed because I'm at the Secretary of State, which is, like, one of the worst things to do. And this English guy is just kind of bouncing around. He's there with somebody else, and, uh, and he was so cheery about everything that I was like, I was Ch- like, Ch- yeah, how you I wa- doing?" I was like, "I wish I could see life like this, dude." So I tried after after he said this. He's because the guy he was with was like, "When Ugh. you said,
2: when you said, when you just now said, so I tried." You just squinted your eyes. <laughs> is that all you did? Uh, <laughs> is that what
1: makes you happy? You just... Well, he's like the guy he's with is like, uh Secretary of State, this is bullshit." But and the guy's like, "Oh, I love it, mate." He's like, "It's a slice of life, isn't it?" It's like uh it's like a, a cross section of the population. He's like, and he's like, just that's look. the guy that you just hate because he's so happy. About I kind of liked him, and then he kept disappearing like out of the building and coming back in with food. And he comes back to the guy and he's like, "Have you eaten today, mate?" It's like, "Yeah, I had breakfast." He'll, me and the wife, we've got the tailgate open outside. We've got falafel. We've got all the <laughs> all, we've got all the mixins for a nice shawarma. He's like, "Just come out and get some food if you want." Who tailgates
2: at the secretary's? I gate? was
1: like, "This is." That's fucking brilliant. Like, because you're there waiting for hours anyway, you might as well bring I mean, a ticket well, you had, with you. If
0: you had a food truck, it would be a brilliant
2: spot to park a food oh, truck. Hell
1: yeah.
0: But see, if you're there waiting for your hours, you're doing it wrong, mate. Because you sign up online, you pick what time you want to go, and you walk in ten minutes True. before that, and then you <clears> and then you
1: go. Interesting. You should say that because I actually made an appointment yesterday for today at eleven forty a.m. So I show up, and you know they have the two separate screens, and all the appointments are supposed to be on the right hand side. Mm-hmm. I look up there and my number's not up there and I go, "What the hell?" So I approached the counter and I said, "Why is my number not up there?" And the lady's like, "Did you come to the right location?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> She's like, "Well, did you check to make sure that you made the the um appointment for the right day?" I was like, "Yes, I made it for June 5th, 11:40 a.m." She goes, "Do you have the confirmation?" I looked it up in the email. June 19th, 2019. Oh. And I go, I didn't make this appointment for June June 19th. And Clearly she goes, you did. She goes, she goes, yeah, our system just does that from time to time. Like, if we have a lot of appointments, it'll just push yours back like two weeks. I'm wow. like, <laughs> that would have... She's like, you just have to pay attention. I'm like,
2: Ugh. Now, I know what you do if you're going to the Secretary of State, you go at the very end of the day because they want to get people out of there so fast, they rapid fire through people. Because if you go in the morning, they're going to be there all day. They have no reason to be quick. They have no reason to do anything. You go at the end of the day and it fucks up their day, they want to get you out of there. So they like lightning speed people through.
1: Well, they have this nice thing now where you don't. What si- did you just mix? Uh, I just put my Bud Light into a Long Island iced tea. Long Island <laughs> brand lemonade, which is wild berries and a with a splash of tea.
2: You know how I know you're an alcoholic? Um, you mix your beer with your Long Islands. I'm
1: guessing... <laughs> There's no alcohol in this. I'm guessing it's going to be delicious though, but um. It's going to taste like one of these. Oh yeah, like a natter,
0: natterday, natterday, natterday.
1: Um, but uh it it wasn't that bad cuz now they you sign up with your phone number and any time you want to know where your place in line is you just text s yep. for status and then they tell you so i just went out and got something to eat and kept texting oh you got
0: did, did you get the shawarma
3: <laughs>
1: no i wish i would have instead i uh, instead of instead i went to one of your favorite establishments jimmy johns
3: mm.
2: okay <laughs> actually speaking of fucking jimmy johns have you seen the uh, the ads for their new torpedoes
1: yeah, oh, the... Um, are the, they called Torpedoes? The French bread yeah, thing. Yes, so the French yeah. bread ones.
2: They are the most unbecoming advertisements I've ever seen. It's literally just a loaf of French bread with like four pieces of meat in the middle of it.
1: Yeah. That doesn't even look good. What are they fucking advertising yeah, for? Yeah, I don't know. I, I saw them when I went in there today. I was like, who would eat that? It, it's stupid. It's like, I, it, it's, they're literally like this bigger. It's like yeah. as big around as a... Now... Like a like you know, a know who silver used to dollar? sell those is uh, Quiznos.
3: Eat Quiznos, sauce. Eat Quiznos sauce.
2: Um Quiznos, I loved Quiznos. <laughs> like, I'm so pissed that all the ones around here closed down. If you're listening and you have Quiznos near you, eat them all for me because they were great.
3: Or just send. But they us some. had,
2: but they had those little tiny. Maybe they were the torpedoes. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. They're they're like breadsticks almost, but they were filled with like meat, and you could eat like though the whole thing and with, not the whole thing, but you could eat like your whole mouth around one bite basically <laughs> shut up
1: <laughs> i like a medium thin. Would.
2: no but they were but they were so good though it was like a breadstick but a sub
1: that was the torpedo i think the one it at jimmy john's awesome. is called the frenchy yeah. yeah yes that's it that's uh-huh.
0: it but those were so good but looking, i'm looking at that jimmy john's like no wonder you're selling shit Mike, you you, uh, <laughs> you you gave me a brilliant idea there. What's that? So you mentioned about no be- Quiznos being around anymore, and you want that, right? You're I do. craving it. I do, and you're not going to drive all the way there, but someone might drive all the way for you. <laughs> so Grubhub, why don't they have Grubhub that goes long distances? I would take road trips to go experience new places and right. bring someone delicious treats. Oh
1: hell yeah! Hell yeah! We should we should do that. (laughs) You're you're gonna you're gonna pay two hundred dollars for a sub.
2: (laughs) That's two hundred
3: dollars you ever spend
2: because with it comes back my experience. So as you're eating the sub, I will tell you about all of the things that I did.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I like great. Be great. It should actually it should be like a uh, like for people who are already planning road trips you could get on this site and say like and basically like upload a map of of what of where your road trip is going to take you and then people who want specific food items could get on there and they could scroll through the people who are coming through their town at the time look back to see if they're
2: why stop at food
1: items exactly you could pick up puppies yeah you could
2: pick up children.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like like people people love Coney dogs from Michigan, you know mm, mm. so like if I'm going from Michigan uh, to the problem with that though what they wouldn't make it. Why? Because I'd eat them. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be like, listen, I've been driving for four days, okay?
2: I'm hungry. I'm eating your damn county dog. Sorry.
1: (laughs) Oh, all right. I'm sorry. I kind of uh, dominated the the opening there. Did you guys guys do anything cool? Uh,
0: Yeah, I listened to you talk about Secretary (laughs) of State.
1: (laughs) Sorry. Uh, Jay...
2: Jay fired up the beast in the Mustang. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I, I, I heard it with my own ears. So so we started it a couple months back, and everything was all good after the 11-year tear-down of the frame overhaul, rebuild brand new everything. And so I drove it for the first time, mm-hmm. and everything is as smooth as butter. Sounds lovely, too. It was awesome. We're so up, 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 Slapping up, 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 up. a couple of fenders and bumper back <clears> on, and... Literally, literally just slapping and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and getting that plate uh, legalized and
1: registered. You know, I'm. You know, I know you're never gonna have your own TV show about rebuilding cars. Why is that? Because it took you 11 years. Oh man, <laughs> It'd be the worst show ever. Yeah, you're on season 12, and part, you're finally turning part, the the part, car on. Part one of our 11 year
3: YouTube series.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, at least I'd be uh, be an ongoing multi season show. I'd probably get some props for that, right?
1: people are really just tuning in for you anyway. Seven
0: years in, you get canceled? No!
3: Oh, shit! <laughs> what am
0: I gonna do? Most of the days they would turn in and there would be no car building
1: going on in the garage because so, he's literally just
2: slapping bumpers. Like, <laughs> it's 15 minutes of him just...
1: Oh heavens! All right, hey, yes, sir.
2: Yeah, well, I, haven't, I haven't really done anything. I've just been uh, super stressed out because I'm trying to find a new place to live right now.
1: Uh, did you put in your application? I did. I did so. It turns out I don't know if Mike told you I this. Did tell him. He did. Mike might be living.
2: I could literally throw a stick from my place to his place. Well,
1: maybe not you, but somebody who can throw well.
2: That's true. <laughs> so a slingshot, maybe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wrist rocket. You I'm, could probably hit my house.
2: I'm totally gonna be uh, second floor. I'm gonna get a telescope. I'm totally going to watch those two bang.
1: Yeah. It's going to be awesome. If only if we're on our roof. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, the I angles mean, just aren't there. I mean, it's
2: it's kind of a, a pretty awesome. Not going to lie. I've never fucked on a roof, but it seems pretty awesome. I would. I'm not going to lie.
1: Oh, you. <laughs> yes. I certainly would. I've never done it either. All but... that
0: shingle gravel in your butt
1: crack. <laughs> oh, yeah, baby. That's just lube. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God.
2: It's worse than sex on a beach. It sounds great, but in practice, it's terrible. That's well, it's why they created drinks beach. to make
1: that thing seem like a better thing. Oh, yeah. If you have mm-hmm. enough of those, then that, the actual that sex th- on the beach so sounds pretty appealing. <laughs> Mike's
0: got a new drink called sex on the roof. Hey, baby, hope you <laughs> like sandpaper.
1: <laughs> Gross. Oh, boy. Anyway,
2: though, other than that, though, uh, yeah. that's. Uh, other than that, yeah. Yeah. Right. Fingers crossed to get the place, but we'll see. Yeah.
1: Fingers crossed, you and me, my wife, not so much.
2: <laughs> hey, like, your wife is the one that actually told me about it.
1: That's true. So yeah, so she if you're no living,
2: one to blame but herself. Yeah, if
1: you're living like an eighth of a mile from us, then it's all on her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm just gonna come by and like when you're in the front yard. I'm just, you're not gonna see me to snatch one of your kids, make you go crazy for like twelve hours, and just give your kid back.
1: That is not a funny joke. <laughs> that's really not. Uh,
2: yeah, but I'm pretty sure your daughter would find it hysterical. <laughs> Oh God! She would. She'd be. Like, I was with Mikey. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't. Even, I, I can't even joke about it. I'm just like it's too horrifying. That's
2: what you have me for. <laughs>
1: All I'll right.
2: never do that. You can't implicate me. Shit! It's on tape now. I hope your kids <laughs> never disappear because I'll be prime suspect.
1: Let's it. stop talking about my kids <laughs> being kidnapped. This is freaking me out. All right. Uh, so let's get into some corrections. <laughs> Stupid! You're so stupid. So, so so
2: we have some corrections from last week. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, you said you had one, so you. I will let you take it. Away. I
1: do have one. So <clears throat> I think I know we, what it is too. We were mentioning a the uh, the color black last oh. week, and I mentioned this uh, this particular pigment called I I call it Penta Black. It's mm-hmm. actually called Vanta Black. It's Vanta Black. It is the darkest substance. In no. the world. The darkest pigment in the world. I actually have a picture of it here. Next to my uh, soul. <laughs> next to your black, black heart. <laughs> uh, so, most, uh, you know, obviously listeners won't be able to see this, but. Get a load of that. That's awesome. So, it's the same statue, one with and one without the. It, it if almost you were looks, to shine a light. It almost looks fake on If you were it, to shine it? a light at it. It It absorbs, I can't remember exactly, it it absorbs like 99.8% of light. So even if you shine the light on it... It
2: literally looks like you cut it out in Photoshop and just like...
1: Yeah, it looks looks like a hole.
2: That's gnarly.
1: Isn't that crazy? That is cool. And there's only... So uh, it's not available to the public. There's one company who who makes it, and the only people who can actually have access to this color are uh, companies who are using it for uh, like... Um, demonstration purposes and stuff like that mm-hmm. aside from one person there's one artist in the entire world who has permission to use it who's that which is weird I, i'll i'll look it up i can't remember his name but it's wanna... it's a it's a big thing in the art community <clears throat> like it's sparked a lot of outrage because artists are like why are you it's a, it's it's akin to censorship like you're telling us that we can like that there is a color as artists that we're not allowed to use
2: it's clearly it's it's created by satan so oh yeah that's probably why yeah definitely. i'm sure the u.s government's in on it <laughs> i want to paint my car venta black
1: oh, dude it would be so cool venta black vanta black mm-hmm. because then
2: it would just it would look like a glitch in the matrix like there's just part of like the world missing
1: exactly as i'm
2: driving by it'd be awesome
1: like look at that this is wrinkled aluminum foil covered in Vanta black Oh, so it just cool. looks like a chunk of nobody can see this, but it's really cool. Yep. Look it up.
2: Um, all right, so to my corrections, you talked about a movie called The Wandering Earth and how it cost seven hundred million dollars to oh, make. Yeah. <laughs> um, the Wandering Earth only cost fifty million dollars to make. Oh, but, However, it, but it, it grossed, grossed. seven hundred million dollars worldwide. Yeah, six hundred and I want to say fifteen of it was all in China. Okay. So uh, yeah, uh, let's see here. Um, we were totally completely wrong about our shark facts last week we were um where yes the tiger and the bull sharks are in the top three most aggressive sharks lists okay on tons of them i I checked this all over the place the great whites still top every single list as the most dangerous and the most aggressive really so we were wrong on that but i have heard the same things that you had heard yeah about how they're a little bit more um misunderstood because because they do say that most of the time they're not they're not being aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. It's more, you know, their test bites and all that stuff. Right. However, they do it a lot. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there you go. Well, so Because we were...
1: they, they see something that looks vaguely like something they want to eat. Mm-hmm. So they go... This it.
2: looks 5% like a turtle. I'm about it. <laughs> That's pretty much it.
1: Um, um just to avoid a correction for next week just to add on to the Vanta Black thing. Yes. I knew that the I knew that the artist who has um, the right to use Vanta Black was recognizable for some reason. His name is Anish Kapoor and he's the guy who Anish Kapoor. Anish Kapoor and he's the guy who's responsible for the bean in Chicago. Oh. Okay. He, he made the bean. So, the bean guy, the bean guy. Huh. I've and never seen it. oh boy love it
2: uh yes chickens are foul
1: oh okay as in
2: (laughs) foul as in a bird chickens are poultry and the word poultry and the word foul are actually kind of interchangeable
1: okay so all poultry. it's just that you don't want to call food all poultry is (laughs) all poultry is foul but not wait all all birds are not foul
2: well, but, it, but the, all the,
1: fowl is poultry. I, think I don't know. Most
2: of it are, most of them are, because birds are classified as basically like land birds and air birds. Yeah, they're all, and, and all of them are considered fowl. Hmm. So, that's foul. Hey, you want to come over and cooking some fowl? <laughs> yeah, A pea fowl. Uh, let's see here. Um, Ambergris. You talked about ambergris last week. Yep. Um You said that it was whale puke. It is also whale shit. Uh, ah, yes. Actually, and actually sort of. So I was um, half afraid. Right.
1: Sort of, yeah. Ambergris is... Made in the intestinal tract it's made of a whale. The, yes. yes. And the thing
2: is, is usually they expel it um, orally because uh, it's too hard to pass buddly. <laughs>
1: but that's But that's but. not to
2: say that it can't.
1: So every once in a while, some of it ekes out.
2: Yeah. When you see a whale going through, like, like swimming through the ocean with, with that face, you know, you know what that face to talk about <laughs> oh. when you got a shit that shouldn't really be a shit yet. That face. Um, <laughs> and my last correction: Hulk Hogan does not have twenty-two inch biceps. He has twenty-four inch pythons, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: amazing. Still,
2: yeah. Well, I mean, they're a little, little loosey goosey, but probably.
1: Yeah.
3: Wow. He's still a
2: big dude. He might be a racist son of a bitch, but.
3: You know, is he, is he racist? Good,
2: oh yeah, he was kicked off WWE for years because he, uh, some video, some like, uh, some video surfaced of him dropping like n bombs and stuff. Oh yeah. no,
1: yeah, I didn't know that. But of course,
2: he's back in the company now because, oh, sure.
1: because short memories. There's a statute of limitations. Yeah. Oh, on yeah. That, oh yeah, oh yeah, that, yeah. Know, that whole racism yeah. thing. But mm. um. <laughs> That fucking asshole. But uh, yeah,
2: those are my corrections for the week.
1: Alright, so this week, uh, we are talking about... Bears! <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> uh, we're talking about... Uh, we're talking about the bears, huh? We're talking about the bears. Uh,
2: yep. Uh,
1: we're not. We're no. talking about... Uh, the, the, uh, the episode title is Stay for the Pay. Yes. Not staying for the pay, as I said in the beginning, but... Here's the weird thing about... Our our episode this week. What it falls into three different categories. It
2: does. It is movies. Both movies have to do with getting paid to stay in a locked building. <laughs>
1: sounded like you said movies. <laughs> movies. That's what cows watch.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Thanks, man.
2: Um, no. So both movies involve uh, having to stay somewhere haunted, and if you stay there, you get paid for it. Yeah. Both movies are remakes of older classic movies. Yeah. And both movies are haunting movies.
1: Yeah. And one is... And
2: and both movies are giant haunted mansion movies.
1: And both movies are sweet, kind of. (laughs) Correct. Uh, So this week we are talking about... uh, And they're both from 1999, if I'm not mistaken. Correct? Yes. Uh, Numero uno is The Haunting.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: And numero two... (laughs) (laughs) I don't speak Spanish. Numero two is uh, House on Haunted Hill. Yes. And to go along with that... Did you,
2: did you look up this online? Because the description for this is on on the interwebs. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Uh, so you're going to have to look that up in a minute. Oh, here. Oh, yeah. I should have probably taken been these out I've been wanting to try this beer for a very long time. Um, and I'm so happy that we have an excuse now to finally have it.
1: So while I'm looking this up, I, I have a question sure. to ask you. I have an did answer you. For you. Did you see, uh, I can't remember who posted it today, but somebody posted that um, uh, in Florida, there's a beer company who started uh, making their six-pack carriers out of basically edible. I have seen that. Edible, uh, like organic material. Yeah. So if it does end up in the ocean, like they all do. Uh, the turtles can just eat it. Or you can make a nice stir fry out of it. Or you can make a nice stir fry. Why not? <laughs>
2: you throw away your your, your can tabs? I'm going to make a stir fry, man. Come on. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So this is called North Peak Dweller. Yes.
2: Uh, Br- uh, North Peak Brewing Company. This is Dweller.
1: North Peak Brewing Company Dweller. There's
2: a nice little uh, little happy ghost on the can.
1: White, I like it. White double IPA. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever had a white IPA to begin with, I let have, alone a white and, double and IPA. White
2: IPAs are absolutely delicious. Uh, this is a it's a spiced, hauntingly hoppy, and botanic.
1: Bot botanic 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 botulism. Oh <laughs> no! god! Sorry, so I'm you, I'm stalling because I'm trying to. Ah, here we go. There you go. Here, oh, damn it! <laughs> pop <laughs> I, ups stupid pop up. I can tell you about the hops. <laughs> tell me. Yeah, go ahead and tell me about the hops. First. Amarillo a and
0: Centennial and Mosaic, Michigan Chinook. It's gonna be fishy again.
1: (laughs) Oh, the Chinook The Chinook. Damn it. Um. So this is from Dexter and Traverse City, Michigan. Uh huh. Local boys once again. Yes, sir. So at eight point five or eight point zero percent ABV and seventy five IBU. I'm not sure that I know what I say IBU all the time. I don't even know what that means.
2: Um. Am I supposed to know what
1: that means? Uh. Irritable bowel. um, <laughs> here it'll bow up <laughs> here it'll bowl. yeah okay. bow sizable, <laughs> sizable and complex like the dweller of Bowers Harbor Inn this white double IPA leaves an impression on those who encounter it hints of coriander ugh, and orange <laughs> peel play with the aroma and flavors of hops soft fruit tangerine and papaya citrus a toast to the wandering soul that lies within there is a little bit of uh, do you want to know about the Bowers Harbor that's um, mentioned. Are
2: you, are you on the North Peak
1: yes. website? Yes. Because yeah.
2: there was like a quote too that I saw that was actually pretty cool about uh, about the beer.
1: <clears throat> that's what I'm about oh, to yeah. say. We'll oh, yeah. The uh, the thing that says since 1920s? Sure. Is that the thing we are sure. talking about? Alright, since the 1920s Bowers Harbor Inn has sat peacefully along the banks of West Grand Traverse Bay on Old Mission Peninsula. Through uh, Though the inn has changed ownership over the years, it is said that one original resident has never left. The wandering soul that lies within That of Genevieve Stickney. Overwhelmed with sorrow after discovering an amorous affair between her late husband and his nurse, Genevieve hung herself in the elevator shaft. Left with only the inn, the broken-hearted spirit... Going down. (laughs) God. (laughs) Tasteless. Uh, Hopefully, unlike the beer. Left with only the inn, the broken-hearted spirit chose to never leave. To this day, the dweller makes herself known by slamming doors, running faucets... Crashing objects to the ground, and even an occasional appearance in her favorite mirror. Dang. My God. that—that That is neat.
2: Yeah, I, um, I've um, eyed this beer, like I said before, uh, a thousand times, so I'm so happy that we're actually going to try it. Finally. I like the
1: little ghost on there. It's cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> you
2: said you've had this one? No, oh, no oh. I want, I've wanted to try it for a long smells time. nice. I love white IPAs.
1: No, I said, ugh, when, mm. I, said, mm, when, when, I, heard, when I heard coriander. It uh, does smell
2: like soap a little bit.
1: I'll, a lot of times, when there's coriander and beer, you don't pick it up as that much to get the that soapy.
2: There's been a couple though soapy taste, house? Yeah, that
1: is delicious. Mm, that is delicious. Mm, that is good. Yep. Damn. I really like the, uh, the. Never
2: been let down by white IPA. This is a third or fourth one I think I've probably had.
1: I really like delicious. the like the classic look of the can too. Mm-hmm. The the design of the can. It's all really, of the, um, North really Peak. Really nice looking.
2: All the North Peak cans are like that. The very simple design, with like basically like, like like where the ghost is, that's just like switched out for some other little symbol. Yeah,
1: even the colors, like this sort of like, it's like off white, trimmed with brown, just like a light brown. It's so, it's like something your grandpa would drink. You know what mm-hmm, I mean?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, it's very creamy. Ooh. It is right.
1: It's really creamy.
2: It's like it's the ectoplasm Ooh. From, from the ghosts. She slimed me. <laughs> Speaking of things that are slimy, uh, did I see Jimmy Tony out there again?
1: Oh we saw him. yep Yep. yeah sorry. So uh, if you tuned in last week, you'll know that we have a new segment on the show here, which is uh, Jimmy Tony's Marvelous Minute. Mm, my favorite segment. Uh, myself and my cousin included Jimmy Tony from down south. Neither one of us have seen too many of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. So for the next twenty two weeks, twenty two weeks
2: twenty two weeks, weeks of dealing with Jimmy Tony.
1: Yes, you do. Uh, so we're getting caught up on the MCU movies, and uh, we we decided to bring my cousin in to give you a little quick rundown. Supposed to be a minute, but he uh, he carries on every once in a while. <laughs> he's so on,
2: he's on that Southern time.
1: So uh, <laughs> without further ado, it's Jimmy Tony's marvelous. All right, all right. Hey, it's good to be back again here, boys. Hey, Tony. How are y'all doing? Welcome, Jimmy Tony. J-Rodge. Damn it, boys. Good to see you again. JT, what's up? <laughs> look at this over here. Little Mr. Man.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm real happy I'm not moving into my new place uh, until after you're gone. Nobody cares. Uh, Nobody yeah.
1: cares. You know that? You know what? You look familiar. I'd say, I'd, I'd say you'd look like the poor man's Elijah Wood, but I feel like that would be an insult to poor people.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: you pussy. <laughs> you look like you're so primped tonight that I'm supposed to be asking you out on a date. How long did it take you to do your hair tonight? Uh, tell me. You, you can tell me the truth. You can't afford me. Yeah, tell me. all right, all right. <laughs> take you out to a nice steak dinner. All right, so anyway, week two of the MCU. I'm back in the studio. And uh, we're doing the Incredible Hulk this week. Mm. And uh, shit, boys, let's just get into it, shall we? So, so you haven't seen any of these Marvel movies, is that right? That is right. All right. That is right. So I'm keeping up with my cousin there, and uh, and I'm bringing you boys the news. The only way it should be brought to you from the south. There we have it. <laughs> All right, here we go. The Incredible Hulk, or as I like to call it. My (laughs) (laughs) mother-in-law. Don't get me wrong, she's a fine woman, boys, but you don't want to cross her when she's in horn-tossing mood, you know what I mean? Because she gets nasty. Anyway, in this film, we find Edward Norton is a timid man who is occasionally taken over by his much more fierce alter ego who likes to deal out a few serious ass-whoopings. That sounds like Fight Club, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit. Sure does. Well, anyway, Uh, anytime this boy gets mad, madder than he can spit, I don't know what that means. He ends up turning into this great big old green monster And hell. He, like I said, he just deals out those ass weapons. Oh, Shrek! I've seen this movie. Yeah, that's another one. That's another one. <laughs> he's got he's got a girlfriend, Betty Ross, played by the uh, lovely Liv Tyler, that lippy girl from the Armageddon movie. Mm. And basically, I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna run you down the three main characters. You got Edward Norton there. You got Betty Ross, and then you got Emil Blonsky, played by Tim Roth who uh, turns out to be somewhat of a super soldier once he gets a little bit of that gamma radiation in him, and then by the end of the movie, he's full-on abomination, which i got to say, I've never seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex penis before, but I have to imagine that's probably pretty similar to what it looks like. I feel bad for the female Tyrannosaurus <laughs> Rex. <races. laughs> yep, 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 Hey, got, got a good one there, Mike. It's rare. <laughs> All right, so anyway, to wrap this baby up, uh, a lot of fighting ensues. There's a lot of anger. Uh, shit what else can you say about this movie other than hey if you're looking for a good ass time this is the movie
2: did you like him when he was angry
1: i did like him when he was angry i liked him a little more when he was uh sensitive and soft though because i'm a sensitive and soft type of man myself so if i'm putting a few scores on this bad boy uh Bruce, I gotta give him a 9.5 for uh, being able to find pants that, in his own words, were my stretchy enough <laughs> to be able to <laughs> to be able to stay intact when he turns into the Hulk. Uh, Tim Roth, uh, aka Emil Blonsky, I'm giving him a 2.5 for looking like a damn dinosaur penis. <laughs> and overall, I'd say this eh, I'd say this movie gets about a 7.5,
3: <laughs>
1: just because you know they already had one go at her with Eric Bana. That didn't work out. And then you got Edward Norton here. What happened? I don't
2: know. I, I figure with your impeccable taste you would like the Eric b Eric Bannon version.
1: Uh I didn't say it was a bad movie. <laughs> I I actually prefer that movie over this one. But uh I'm I am not I'm not the expert here, so <laughs> uh and then uh, you know, they uh they <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy,
0: I think you're you're about at the end of your time anyway. I, I forgot to start my stopwatch. It's your marvelous minute. Yeah. You've been going on for a couple minutes Well, now. this is
1: a southern minute, boys, you know. Time goes slow as molasses down there, so. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, sometimes I can go three or four. I gotcha, I gotcha. That's it. So anyway, 7.5. It's not the best damn movie I've ever seen, but it's not the worst either. I'm out.
0: All right, uh, Jimmy, Tony, uh, please leave. Um... James, yes. so what? What is it with your cousin here? What? What? Just, how does this? How, how are you? How did this happen? How did, how did what happen? Yeah, how is he? He's just such an interesting character. How is he family to you? How, uh, you guys are, are related. But he's you're, you're nothing
1: m- alike. He's my cousin. He's my he's my third cousin, uh, twice removed, through marriage and blood, because he married uh, he married. <laughs> Why does this
2: not shock me? He married
1: his aunt, who is also his sister. Ah. who doubled as his
2: father in the wedding.
1: Exactly. You gotta have <laughs> a Yo, stand you, in. In. you were there. You were there. Yeah, you know. <laughs> So yeah, it's uh he's an interesting cat, but I love him well, all I pr- the same. I, well,
0: I appreciate you having him come in to help you review these movies that you uh, y'all are watching together. It's, it's the, no,
1: it's no problem.
2: The best part of of his reviews though are are when he leaves because he does it so damn quickly, <laughs> you don't even see him go, like he's just gone.
1: Yeah, uh, like like I said, uh, I I think he's gonna be he's gonna be gone next week. Was he gonna call in. I think so. Yeah. All right. So all right, well, you better. won't you won't have to deal with him. Uh, in person uh, anyway. Yeah, he'll probably. You know
2: what? I mean. Really <laughs> All right.
1: Anyway. (laughs) All right. Well, that's what we're drinking. That's what we're talking about. That was Jimmy Tony. Let's get into the Bleed Feed. The Bleed Feed. All right. All right.
2: James. Yes? Do you know how I I like to start... Who died? <laughs> Damn it all. I'm uh, missing one here, though. I actually, sure. I actually
1: know one of them.
2: Uh, which one do you know?
1: Uh, it is uh, It is not a human.
2: <laughs> okay, well, we'll start with a human. How about that? All right. Uh, Bingo O'Malley. That's his name? Bingo Bingo O'Malley. Bingo uh, O'Malley? Bingo O'Malley. Wow. Uh, passed away at the age of 86, if you don't know the name, which clearly James does not. <laughs> I do not. Um, this native Pittsburgh uh, Pittsburghian worked frequently with uh, George Romero on a lot of his movies. Uh, hmm. He was in Knight Riders. Uh, he had a part in Creep Show, and he was also in the Romero Argento flick Two Evil Lies. Hmm. Um, he also appeared in the My Bloody Valentine remake, and he was also in Super 8. Uh, so guy 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 got around he was i'm uh, uh, assuming he was more of a character actor mm-hmm. i know i know the characters i didn't know him by name quite frankly but uh, like i said he passed away at the age of 86 after he was in hospice for a little bit so sounds like it was a natural passing, Mm -hmm. which is always, you know, good to hear, especially in this climate, you hear a lot of non-natural
1: passings. except for being in in hospice kind of of blows, it means like the end wasn't that great.
2: I don't, I don't disagree. That being said, it's better than how we always hear about people taking their own lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least it was a natural thing this time. But uh, so rest in peace to Bingo O'Malley. Um, You will forever have one of the coolest names
1: ever. That is a great name.
2: Uh, the other death uh, this week is to uh Leo the Cat.
1: Leo. Leo
2: the cat who, Damn
1: it. Leo.
2: Um, he played church in the new Pet Cemetery movie. He probably died because the movie got shit on so much. He died of a broken <laughs> heart. That's my guess. Um, died, died of being covered in <laughs> shit. Uh, he,
1: he played was, he played one of uh, one of the versions one of, of the church. church. Yeah. Now he actually played the version of he played the undead version of church
2: which makes me wonder what did they do to that cat to make him look like that that caused his death very soon after filming <laughs> I
3: don't
1: know did they
2: stress that cat out that much I don't know He looked Seriously. like
1: cuz I was I I went on his Instagram earlier today uh because <laughs> He's an Instagram well one of the I think it was one of the producers of the movie or I can I can't remember or it might have been one of the handlers on the movie or something adopted him after the movie okay and then gave him set up his own Instagram wow. uh
2: 15k followers yeah that's that's kind of insane <laughs>
1: more followers than we'll ever have and he's a fucking cat well i mean come on people
2: love pussy <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're the worst hey um he was a uh he was a main coon cat and he was beautiful my next door neighbor actually has has one of those and they're such nice looking cats yeah, they probably shed like crazy, but I don't uh, typically
2: like long haired cats, but I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and I gotta be honest with you,
1: it's kind of a beautiful cat. Yeah, when you compare him to the because there's kind of the the shot that they used for all the for all the promos of sure. Pet Cemetery of him standing in the middle of the street yep, looking, looking all him, looking, looking all shitty. Right but then they've got this beautiful it was uh it was actually um from his Instagram. It was the the announcement of his death, and they've got him like sitting on this he fl- looks like so, this he look- plush pillow in front of a fireplace he and looks so regal yeah he's a really nice looking cat <laughs> so i don't they didn't really say how he died or anything but that's that's pretty sad so i'm
2: assuming he died a cat's death <laughs> yeah that's,
1: that's his, <laughs> his they used they used eight of his lives on the movie set and Aww. he had one left <laughs> oh, uh but anyway rest in peace to sweet sweet leo all
2: right so let's get into some news here um the Friday the 13th court drama is back in full effect mm, this mm-hmm. week. Uh, Sean Cunningham and company have filed their opening uh, uh, appeal. It. Is that the right word? Appeal it? I, just, I think uh, it's appeal it. A-P-P-E-L-L-A-T-E. Appeal it. It's a lawyer term. Appellate. Appellate, maybe. I don't, know. I don't fucking know. It's a law term. Um, but he, uh, They filed their opening appeal it brief uh, in the case. Um, of course, like always, Larry Zerner is on uh, on the case, and of he course. Is, he's giving updates. And uh, the, the, the shortened scheme of the whole thing is that Cunningham and Horror Inc. are asking the Second Circuit Court to reverse last year's decision to take the original Friday the 13th ownership rights away from Victor Miller. Uh, they believe that the implications of the initial ruling could be devastating to the film industry. What sucks about this is that it seems like they are not interested whatsoever in trying to make a deal with them. Yeah. they just want them back. They're trying to strip you know uh, uh, Victor uh, Miller. Victor Miller of the rights that he just got, which uh, according uh, to Larry Zerner, what does it mean? He goes uh, let's just say the chances of an early settlement just went way down. Yes. And we talked earlier uh, in the last couple of months or whatever about how this could drag on for years
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know and so that sucks. Um, So it doesn't look like we're getting a new Friday the 13th movie anytime soon, which leaves the doors open to the fans Mm -hmm. and the fan films. Mm -hmm. And there's two of them I'm talking about right now. Yeah. First one is Friday the 13th Vengeance. Got a trailer. Did you watch it? I did not. Um, It looks okay. Like, here's the thing. Never Hike Alone
1: really set the bar it was kind of the gold standard of a fan film almost
2: set the bar too high and i (laughs) feel like every other fan because it looks like a legit oh yeah studio it was so good short film Mm -hmm. it kind of sets this bar so high that no other fan film is going to ever look as good as it yeah however friday the 13th vengeance does star cj graham uh who was jason Voorhees in friday six nice as Elias Voorhees, oh, cool. and he basically hears about from the from the gist of what I got it. I can't tell if it's Jason in the movie or if it's Elias Voorhees that is now killing under the guise of Jason. Mm. But they do come face to face in the trailer. I will say this: the Jason in the trailer for this looks fucking awesome. Does it? Really good. Like, like, all, like as good as the Never Hike Alone Jason, which he, also looked really good.
1: C.J. Graham's not also playing Jason, is I he? I
2: don't know. That's the thing. I, I don't know how the the, the description is kind of vague, but it, it's, like, it's like Elias Voorhees comes back after all these years, and I don't know how he fits in the story with Jason. You know, <laughs> remains to be seen. But um, it looks looks pretty good. Cool. I will absolutely watch it. Um, and then also on the Never Hike Alone thing, uh, Never Hike Alone 2 details have emerged, uh, and those details, it looks like that uh, Tom Matthews is going to once again return to play Tommy Jarvis. Mm-hmm. He showed up at the very end of the last one. Uh, he played Tommy Jarvis in um, 6 again, I believe it was, and Jason Lives in the very beginning.
1: Mm, he was Barely also... certain he was in 6. It, wait, did you... Say, wait, new beginning? Yeah. That's No, 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 I'm sorry. Uh,
2: new Jason Lives? No.
1: He, he played Tommy Jarvis. <laughs> it was 6, though. I forget what the subtitle is on
2: 6. I should know this.
1: Well, he played him in two movies, right? I think it was just the one. Oh, I thought he played him in New Beginning. In, and... the, in the
2: non-Jason Jason movie? No, it was a different actor. It was? Yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
2: I'm, I'm 90% sure this could be a correction, and we're losing cred right now. <laughs> but um, anyway, he um, Tom Matthews is going to return once again to play to, uh, Tommy Jarvis to essentially do battle with Jason Voorhees. Mm-hmm. That's news in and of itself. However, the big news that I took from this is that they don't talk about a sequel they talk about sequels, uh, ooh, which means they might be planning their own franchise, which fucking A, right? Like yeah. That's kind of what these movies are known for, so just having multiple you know, uh, multiple installments and uh, do that. Yeah. Fans are taking over. Oh, yeah. And one day, these are going to be considered canon, and that would be actually really cool.
1: Yeah, that'd be sweet. I
2: don't know. that a- Well, isn't, actually it, happen, isn't but... the
1: first Never Hike Alone already considered no, canon? No, no, it's not at all. Okay.
2: I don't think that it can be, because if it was considered canon, then... Maybe there'd be a rights thing. I don't know.
1: I don't know how that works. Really? I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I, yeah, Maybe I not. Wanna, Maybe I, not. I, I have yeah. no
2: idea. Um, okay, let's move from Jason to Ghostbusters. Uh, Jason Reitman uh, tweeted out this week that he's going to be working on a little surprise for this upcoming Saturday's Ghostbusters fan fest. Apparently, there's a Ghostbusters fan fest going on. Who knew? Where's that? Um... In the world. <laughs> not sure okay. where it's at. But um, that's not the important part. The important part is that uh, with this announcement, the video clip that he posted to Twitter is a video clip of Bill Murray entering the uh, hotel at the beginning of the first Ghostbusters movie.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Which means that his announcement might have something to do with Bill Murray being on board and his capacity in his film.
1: Which is al- there's already been... Rumblings about that anyway. I mean, I'm
2: not sure what else you could take from that, but uh, hey, we'll see. We'll find out uh, by the time this airs, we will know. Right so. on. Let's see here. Um, we got a new Child's Play trailer this week, and I don't normally cover trailers, but I'm going to only because we got uh, a good highlighted version of Mark Hamill's voice work as Chucky. Yeah. Um, and I have to say, all i hear is his
1: joker yep i can't that's it yeah like, i can't and, get and away I, from I,
2: it i cannot get into this character if i'm automatically thinking of a different character
1: yeah they uh they released a clip to a short clip of uh the kid like running around in the living room mm-hmm. and chucky's voice is coming from all these all of these different ai devices in the in the apartment And yeah, Yeah. it's just and he does the laugh too, like it's the Joker laugh, like it's a little more subdued than the Joker laugh, but it's still the Joker laugh. Yeah. And um, I just can't. I I, I can't. I can't not hear it. It's too cartoony.
2: And when I look at Chucky himself for this new movie, all I see is Team America. He looks like one of the. He (laughs) He he legitimately (laughs) looks like one of the Marionettes from Team America. He totally does, yeah. And I, I can't get past that because it looks weird Mm -hmm. and dumb and out of place.
1: Yeah, and and after watching that clip today of the kid running around like trying to find where Chucky is and and seeing all, like seeing his voice coming through all these different AI devices, mm-hmm. I just it doesn't it doesn't grab I'll me at all. I'll still see it
2: because yeah, it's I'm going like to everybody
1: else. Yeah, I'm going to watch it, but it's just like nothing so far is really. I'm not
2: going to see it in theaters though. No, I'm not going to waste my money, and I don't want to support it. <laughs> Cause I don't honestly, guy, because I want the support to be behind Mancini's yeah. TV show, so. Show the uh, show the studio that no one wants this, even though it's going to make a shit ton of money. Because, <laughs> ironically, because people love horror, right. so it's actually a good thing. It's yeah, just in this case, it's
1: so are we misplaced. being so are we being shitheads about it? Is that possible? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just I'm, we're comfortable with the fact that we're being shitheads. Listen, right? I can
2: call you out for being a shithead. Don't you call me out for being a shithead, okay? You're,
1: you're a shithead. I am
2: a true horror fan. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of things that are not horror, but are also really cool, Jurassic Park. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard uh, accidentally leaked something this past week. And that is... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: What an unfortunate... A, what, a, roll. what an unfortunate <laughs> accident. <laughs> and I I'm not, five. <laughs> I did
2: not hear that when it came out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> she was on the red carpet for another movie. That's what she said. And uh, the guy interviewing her uh, pressed her a bit about uh, the new Jurassic Park movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes, um, he asked if she was excited about the prospect of working with Sam, Laura, and Jeff, the original cast from the first Jurassic Park movie. Mm. And, no, this has not been released. This has not been anything. He just put that to her and totally baited her into an answer where she goes, yes, very much so. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and, then, and then she kind of backpedals a little bit, and she goes, well, I don't know what's been confirmed or whatever, but I'll blink if it's happening. Maybe. And then she goes on to blink about 100 times. <laughs> so, so it looks like we're actually getting... Um, and a reassembling of the original cast from Jurassic Park in the new Jurassic World movie, which I I'm was, very excited.
1: About. I always wonder if those little slip ups are like intentional in a way, because the studio has to give them a go ahead at some point to where they can start to. Not
2: really. I mean, there's also accidents because where... you
1: could get you could get into serious trouble sure. if you give away some of that oh, stuff. But
2: th- it's not unheard of. I mean, that happens a,
1: all the time. That's a big thing to let slip. Oh sure. You know,
2: there, if you go online though, like there's there's like actual. Um, there's the compilation videos of reporters baiting celebrities into mm. giving details out. Like mm-hmm. it happened. They, that's what they do. It's their job. Such a
1: dick it's, move.
2: Oh, but it's their job, though. Yeah, if mean, your I know. job, shit.
1: <laughs> Just be be better at keeping secrets. I guess I don't know. Men, all all men and women are fallible, Mike. And It's not it's not fair to exploit that. You know. son of a bitch. Maybe you should be a reporter because you're so cold about it. I should. You should.
2: <laughs> this is good news for uh, for me and you. We love we love our board games. Yes. And we're getting a new It board game. Neat. Awesome. It's called It Evil Below. It's from USAopoly. USAopoly is that company that puts out all the themed Monopoly boards.
3: Mm-hmm. And they
2: do a lot of other stuff, too. But uh, it's pretty cool. Two to seven players each pick a member of the Losers Club. So all seven members of the Losers Club. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a board game with dice and the whole deal or whatever. And you battle. You know, each character has different abilities. And you battle to be Pennywise. Pretty cool. Yeah. I'll probably buy it for sure, and we'll probably play it
1: absolutely. All right, and then get... you and then you will make an even better version because
2: <laughs> that's, that's kind of what I do. That's lately. sort of
1: what you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> on that, let's get into some blues. All right, the Nightmare Gallery, starring Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Amber Benson, has been acquired by Gravitas Ventures and will be hitting VOD on June eighteenth. Normally, I don't give the uh, the synopsis of the movies, but because this one I think will particularly pique your interest, I'm going oh, to. Okay.
2: Uh,
1: the Nightmare Gallery follows Benson as an anthropology professor as she investigates the sudden, suspicious disappearance of her star pupil, a mysterious collection of cult of occult artifacts leads her on a nightmarish Da Vinci Code-esque journey toward an unspeakable truth that will threaten her career, her marriage, and her sanity.
2: You had me at Da Vinci
3: Code.
1: That's what I figured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep. a, a horror version of the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, Sounds I mean, pretty that, badass, totally right? that. Or National Treasure? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Arrow Video has announced a three-disc limited edition Blu-ray as well as a standard two-disc Blu-ray DVD release of Park Chan-wook's 2003 revenge thriller old boy Mm. as well as a 2k restoration of the 1976 slasher alice sweet alice featuring brooke shields in her debut role old boy is hitting uh the uk market and sweet alice will be on shelves in the u.s and canada this august let me turn my page because i'm old An, school i'm old school analog tonight really cool sound effects you have on your ipad <laughs> <laughs> all right two years ago we did a story about a glitch that put jennifer kent's two, uh, 2014 horror film the babadook into the lgbt movies section on netflix you remember that do you remember we that we did yes we did oh oh. you don't remember that i don't remember yes come on yes, mike you don't remember two years ago yes we did <laughs> Uh, which prompted people to analyze the film from a new point of view and ultimately made the Babadook himself into... Babadook. Babadook.
2: There's a good porn parody for you, the Babadook. (laughs) Ultimately made the (laughs)
1: Babadook himself into somewhat of an LGBT hero. Uh, This year, Scream Factory decided to have a bit of fun with it as well as raise money for a good cause. They've announced uh, a June re-release of the Babadook Blu-ray with a brand new rainbow slipcover... And for the entire month of June, a portion of all of their sales, not just the Duke sales, but all of their sales on ShoutFactory.com, will be going to the Los Angeles LGBT Center. Nice. There will only be uh, 2,500 copies. So hurry up and grab one, and I think they're for sale right now already. So they are, and it's only yep. twenty bucks. Yeah, no, that's cool. So if you don't already own the Babadook, I th- I, I already think, like, own
2: the Duke with a slipcover that has a pop up book. So I'm not getting rid of that.
1: It's per- Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I, I thought like especially it's a pretty cool looking. So sl- it's it's literally just like the uh, the colors of the LGBT flag.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that would be the over the entire, of the rainbow, correct? yes, the rainbow colors over the uh, entire slipcover, and then the picture of like the outline of the Duke on again. the front. It looks really no, it cool. looks
2: cool, look cool think, in a collection.
1: Well, honestly, yeah, especially like in a horror movie collection, which everything in horror seems to be more like drab, toned-down yeah. colors. So to so have at, this like big pop of color right in the mil- so middle the of the collection shelf would be really all cool. The,
2: you're looking at your shelf and all the spines like dark, 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 <laughs> fabulous. dark. Fabulous. <laughs> exactly. Dark, dark. I think like
1: you. That's, that's if you had this in your collection, that's, that's it would, exactly where everybody's eye would go to immediately. It
2: stick out like a wet tongue. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Everything. All right. Also from Scream Factory is John Carpenter's 1998 spin on the classic Western, Vampires. The North American street date is September 24th, and the, and the release will feature brand new art by Devin Whitehead. Uh, extras have not been announced yet, but Scream Factory has confirmed that they have done new interviews with John Carpenter and Sandy King Carpenter.
2: I hope I hope that one of the extras is, is a reshot movie.
1: <laughs> I've never seen is it as a
2: bad. It's not one of his greatest films. You know, I, I applaud Scream Factory for doing the full Carpenter treatment on like all of his movies. Uh-huh. I do applaud him for that. Um, that being said... Man, it was this was a tough movie to get through. At least for me. I know there are, I know people that actually do like this movie a lot. And so far far be it from me to say that their opinion's wrong. For me though, it's like it's it's just tough. Ghosts of Mars was also oh, tough Ghost of Mars is rough. for me to get through. Yeah. Um th- those those two movies like the blemishes, the two black eyes and John Carpenter's <laughs> filmography. Like it, even the ward was way better than no The I was. Reason. I was
1: just going to say, and the ward, but I, no, I've, ward, I've, I've, I've yet I've, to rewatch I've, it since I fell asleep in the middle of it. So
2: I, I, I challenge you to rewatch the ward. I will. Maybe we'll find a way to work it into an episode. One I'll, week.
1: I'll rewatch anything with Amber Heard in it.
2: Ah, uh, we'll Let's do it. Be honest. Though. Horror legends past their prime. The ward, and then <laughs> Wes Craven's. Uh, um. Uh, cursed. No, Cursed? Cursed?
1: Never Sleep Again? or what? No. no, not Never Sleep it Again. Cur- what was that? He, he, oh, it, West Craven uh, did
2: do Cursed, but that's not what I'm thinking of.
1: Before I Wake? Is that no, what it's called? No, no.
2: Fuck it. Doesn't matter. Does he
1: have a movie called Before I Wake?
2: There's a movie called Before I Wake, but it's not his. That wasn't West Craven?
1: No. Who the hell was that then? I don't know. Some, I don't know. Some dude. <laughs> um, Joe. Da- so this is the last one I've got. Joe Dante's 1984 classic Gremlins is finally getting a 4K Ultra HD release courtesy of Warner Brothers Home Entertainment. Uh, the release comes in a standard edition and a Best Buy exclusive in stunning steelbook packaging. There you go, Give Mikey. You. Uh, no extra special features that haven't already been released on previous releases of this movie, which is kind of lame. I got you. So uh, I don't know. Save your money. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's it.
2: All right. My last bit of news here is the most important news of the week, and it's a very quick news story. You're pregnant. Fred Durst's moose will be released on June 29th on Amazon VOD. That is all. <laughs> <June>!
0: <laughs> that is all.
1: Watch it. Fred Durst's what? What is it called? Moose. M- moose. It's called moose. It's called moose.
2: So pop yourself some popcorn, make yourself a couple limp biscuits, and uh,
1: Get yourself some moose head. Chow down. <laughs> Moosehead lager. Get yourself
2: some
0: moose head. Yeah. <laughs> I smell Smelling <an> episode. <laughs>
1: Oh, boy. All right. That's uh, it for the news.
0: All right. Well, that's going to take us in two days. In two, two days. In
3: two,
1: two days.
0: Two, two That's like when you say doo-doo. Almost. <laughs> <laughs> two, two days. Stupid fact of the day. hmm And today yeah. we're talking about houses that are haunted, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I have a little know. haunted house history for you, Ooh. actually. Let's hear it. Um, so here we go. The first ever recorded haunted house attraction... Was the Orton and Spooner Ghost House, which opened in 1915 in the UK as part of an Edwardian fair? At this time, the Grand Guignol in France was scaring audiences nightly with its graphically staged horror entertainment. And the fake blood that they used was made of soap and bugs. What? Ooh, Ugh. why not just use real blood <laughs> no, no, no. Right. Yeah, really. <laughs> what's this 1915 or something <laughs> so there we go there's the history of the first uh, documented haunted house attraction well, thanks, it was Jake. a live stage show uh, that, no that... like a haunted house that you would walk through oh nice with
1: a bunch of dead bugs and soap <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it folks boom that was the
3: news it's All right. foamy
2: and it smells like cockroaches <laughs> ew <laughs> All right, um, we're going to take a quick, quick break here. When we get back, we're going to be talking about the aforementioned Haunted Houses. And um, let's be honest, two of the best movies to ever come out on the topic. Strongly
1: agree.
3: Throughout this, we will see faces ripped apart with
1: hooks, a man slashing himself into a bloody pulp, and graphic, macabre, torturous images that defy description.
2: Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Set the scene. It's the year is 1999. Aww. The world is thrust into chaos, thinking that the world's going to end in a year. Prince is still alive, and haunted house movies are at an all-time high.
3: <laughs>
1: I didn't know that was going to happen. By the way, that uh, neither did I. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. It just happened. Like like a haunting well you heard the records stop and it's the oh skip god what's going on here i've always well to be fair we've always known that ocean recording studio was haunted oh I yeah. we haven't i had, just we... got to commend george for his his <laughs> newly found talent for being able to i'm gonna hire him on because i hate doing tedious editing parts i'm gonna be like george edit this and that's all this show is is tedious edi- editing parts it's ironic
2: that you're bringing up george right now uh, when I went back to episode six, like I, like, like I was mentioning,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, we were talking about House on the Haunted Hill. And uh, at the very end of it, I said, what's that movie with Liam Neeson? And they're up in the observatory with the scaffolding and it breaks and he falls, blah, blah. We could not think of the name The Haunting to save our lives. Oh. So we talked about these two movies sort of together already. And in that exact same episode, George through an electrical interference into what we were doing.
1: Damn it, George. It's so, He was sending us a message for episode 142.
2: Two years later.
1: Two years plus later. Wow. Here we are talking about it. Here we are.
2: So, George, if you're with us, do some magic and make us... Give us the heebs and the
0: jeebs. Yeah. uh Turn, oh, turn yeah. those lights off out there or something. You know, do God, something cool. I'm
2: going to be terrified if those lights turn off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> give us a fat beat on the drum set. Oh,
0: my God. What,
2: what if the drums mm. like, just started playing? Would you just leave...
1: No, that'd that would be, be awesome. I, I would press record. <laughs> it's good. It's
0: good. <laughs> Who's ever recorded a ghost playing drums before? Come on. That's very true.
2: Very true. Uh, uh, speaking of ghosts, uh, the first movie on the docket tonight is The Haunting from the greatest year ever, 1999. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, directed by a guy named Jan de Bont. Jan de Bont, um, he directed uh, such cinematic classics as Speed, oh, Minority Man. Report, Hell yes. and Twister. Oh, the only movie where a leather belt saves you from a tornado.
1: Yeah. <laughs> because, that's, because that's real life. Dude, I've, I've been wanting to watch Twister lately. That's oh, so good. I think just because we've been having so many storms. Now, in addition to his directing work, he's almost more well-known
2: for his cinematography work. Hmm. Uh, he was the cinematographer on the the Stephen King classic, Cujo. Nice. He also was the uh, the cinematographer on Flatliners with John McCain... McLean, not mccain <laughs> <laughs> in <didn't> die hard <laughs> but the one that takes the cake is that he was the cinematographer this was his first cinematography job but he was the cinematographer on
1: roar you know what roar is right oh that's that movie the tippy Hedron
2: movie with uh, melanie griffith where all they the big cats there was over, like over 150 or something like that big uh-huh. cats on set
1: yeah, And it was literally like the family actually lived with big cats at the time, right?
2: Damn near everybody in the cast and on the crew got mauled at one point <laughs> in time. Dude, dude, listen to this. Cinematographer Jan DeBont was mauled and scalped by a lion on set. Oh, DeBont God. required over 120 stitches to sew his scalp back from where the lion had bitten his head. After medical treatment, DeBont actually returned to the production to complete his D.O.P. duties.
1: Jeez. What the fuck? That is commitment.
2: <laughs> We're not even talking about Roar, but you can't not bring this up when talking That's about amazing. Jan DeBont. Like, wow. The guy's insane. Um... Hence, speed. (laughs) Only a crazy person (laughs) would make speed.
1: I love speed. Shut up. I haven't watched it in a few years, so who knows if it holds up, but. It doesn't. I promise you it doesn't. Are you sure? Eh. When's the last time you watched it? It's been years.
2: Um, okay, so, so The Haunting from 1999. Uh, when Eleanor, Theo, and Luke decide to take part in a sleep study at a huge mansion, they get more than they bargained for when Dr. Merrow tells them of the house's ghostly past. Oh,
1: no. Um, um, I actually want to bring something up before we move on just oh, to avoid a correction from last week. or from To avoid a correction from for next week. Uh, this is not a remake of well, Ro- Robert Wise's classic.
2: It's it's a reimagining of the same material.
1: Right, because they couldn't get the rights to actually sure. remake it. So nof- But it is still another tale It's still it's it's an adaptation of Shirley Jackson's novel. Yes. Uh, the, Haunting the Haunting of, of Hill House. Hill House.
2: Which uh, which if you know that name because Netflix just did their own version of right. it. Right. I had no idea that this was an adaptation oh, of, you didn't? of that book. No idea, yeah. Hmm. Um, it's also very different. So anything yeah. that I might have known about the originals, you know, doesn't uh, some things are sort of the same, because if it's an adaptation, you have to take some stuff, obviously, from the source material. Yeah, for sure. But, um, yeah, so this uh, this movie stars uh, Liam Neeson as Dr. David Marrow. You have Catherine Zeta-Jones as Theo. You have uh, Owen Wilson, wow, what? as uh, Luke Sanderson. <laughs> uh, Lily Taylor plays Nell. Bruce fucking Dern. hmm in a totally underutilized role. Yeah, really. <laughs> as Mr. Dudley. Now,
1: He's got about now 15 there were, seconds of screen time. There were
2: more scenes with, with the Dudleys, oh, there him were. and his wife. Uh, they got caught from the movie. Mm. So, in all fairness, but still.
1: Yeah. Come on. It's when Bruce. you when you have the Dern. It's it's fucking Bruce Dern. <laughs> Use on. him.
2: Um, and then, in a tiny little role, you have Virginia Madsen, who plays Jane. Yeah. Uh, that would be Nell's sister in the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. She would later go on to uh, summon the Candyman. That's that's how that happens. Did you say later go on to some of the Candyman? Yes, no. this, was a, this was a prequel to the Candyman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you got me all twisted <laughs> out of sorts. I was gonna say Candyman's from like 1991 or something. <laughs> Time paradox, man. Time it's, paradox. It's oh, thing. okay. Um, so, did you like this movie? Um. Okay. Here. Because Here, when here, I was, here we go.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. On the, I'm with you on this. Uh, we'll get into the the. We're not. I didn't even say second. anything
1: yet what if i'm about to say this was the best movie no, no no i've ever seen what
2: i was all i wanted to say is before you said your your, your piece when i was when i the first time i saw this movie i loved it mm. But I remembered very little about it. I remembered, like, snapshots about it. Mm -hmm. And then with those snapshots, I remembered how I felt about it. And I really, really enjoyed the movie. Like, um, the part where I was talking about with Liam Neeson on, like, the uh, scaffolding. It's not always scaffolding. It's a spiral staircase staircase, in, like, an observatory... uh, Not an observatory.
1: Uh, 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 Atrium. Atrium. Thank you.
2: Um, But I was remembering that correctly, but that's, like, the middle of the movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, I, I forgot about a lot of this. Yeah. But now,
1: continue. Um... You, you, uh, I think you watched this in two halves, right? Like you started it one night and then finished it the next night. I
2: watched about twenty five minutes of it one night and I finished it. Okay,
1: yeah. So we were talking about it after you had watched the first half hour, and you're like, I don't get why everybody hates on this movie so much. It's actually pretty good. It's kind of creepy, yeah. and it is for the, the first, first half.
2: Is first half for all intents and purposes, yeah, is really good yeah it is such a super good haunted mansion like when you think of movies that are the haunted mansions or the haunted, like night the late 90s had that shit down between (laughs) these two movies 13 ghosts like all these like big haunted mansion movies 13 ghosts
1: was the 2000s wasn't
2: it it's still same time period though within a few years of each other like that time period had a lot of really good classic haunted mansion type movies that Mm -hmm. came out in very much that late 90s or early 2000s look
1: yeah yeah
2: which were very different from the early 90s and the late 2000s
1: right um yeah i initially like going into this movie i i had somewhat fond memories of it mm-hmm. but i remember a few things bothering me like i uh lily lily taylor's character uh, eleanor i remember kind of being annoyed by her when i was younger I liked her more this time around, which I, I was, think I think you actually are. I was still annoyed by her. Yeah. She was too mousy. She's very, yeah.
2: Like that's the best word that I can describe her. Like she doesn't she never really and she's a good actress, but like in this particular movie, she never really has that, that level of um uh, 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 of believability or, you know, outwardness, I guess.
1: See, and I disagree I because know. I I feel like her character is, you know, they set it up early on in the movie that she's basically lived with her dying mother for the past 11 years she's been at her beck and call for the entire time like the like this old woman's dying and she so she would just like wake up in the middle of the night and bang her cane on the wall to try and get her daughter's attention yeah and her i'd break that fucking (laughs) cane. and eleanor as a character was very submissive you know she was she was very agreeable to her mother like she was just going to do whatever her mother needed to, needed to be done at all hours of the night which is why she you know she's not like the other characters in the movie where they have problems sleeping because of, because of insomnia and stuff uh-huh. like that her problem is she would get to sleep and then her mother would be banging on the wall yeah so i felt like that was i felt like that was pretty accurate and i feel like the way she portrayed the character as this timid submissive person worked well she was yeah, very just, she was very mousy. I feel like she didn't. I feel like she didn't. Uh, she didn't reach the level, as far as the believability goes. She didn't reach the level of strength that I would expect her to reach by the end of the movie. Like yeah. even when she was standing up to the ghosts she, at the end of the movie, she, she, she still seemed sort of timid. It was like
2: the same. She was the same person at the beginning as she was at the end. Right. Just with like a little bit more maybe confidence towards the ghosts. Like sure. Yeah. Like and even in the parts like. There's there's a part in the movie where the very it's actually the very first scare you have um uh you have Nell and uh Zeta Jones's character uh Theo they're in conjoined rooms sort of like there's a, a bathroom that separates the two of them but you know you, they can go back and forth mm-hmm. and uh, they wake up in the middle of the night and these giant like this this mansion is massive like it's, it is yeah. huge the doors are like 70 feet tall right that's a bit facetious <laughs> but you know you know what I'm saying um and they're Crashing and they're rocking and they're like, there's like it's like something there's like a battering ram outside pushing on these Mm -hmm. doors, and like their their reaction to this is yes they're scared, but it is nowhere near what I feel like it would really be. Like they take it sort of with a grain of salt. Once it's over,
1: they're like, oh well I guess it's over. We can go back to sleep now. Like are you
2: fucking kidding me?
1: I'd be out. Here's where I here's where I why I felt like that worked kind of. Because Nell, from the very beginning and then throughout the movie, she's almost she's almost looking at this as an adventure. Mm-hmm. like she's her her whole life for the past decade has been nothing but staying in her little tiny apartment and taking care of her dying mom. So now she's being paid nine hundred dollars a week for this study, and she's in this great, big, beautiful mansion, and there's all this weird shit going on, and she's experiencing it. And even though it's horrifying oh, this is exciting yeah even though it's horrifying it's also like a rush you know sure. so, and with Theo Theo comes into the entire thing just she kind of seems like a wild child to begin with you know what I mean like so I don't know there's they're definitely these are definitely uh, personality types in the real in the real world you know sure like it, you know, I guess they
2: were chosen for a specific reason for the sleep studies too. Cause... Like, have
1: you ever have you ever gone ghost hunting and you've got one person who's just like, like, oh my god, like I don't want to move, I don't want to sure. go around around that corner, and sure. then you have other people. Everybody, and then you have and then you have other people who are like, fuck yeah, let's go find some ghosts. Like that to me is Theo. She was just like very gung ho about the whole thing. She, I don't know. Man. She would get I'd freaked be... out, but at the same time, she's like, yeah, you know like what what's it really gonna, like what's really going to happen you know
2: yeah i don't know i'd be i I'd, I'd still be terrified of that though like these giant doors being pushed in the way they were yeah Oof. fuck that there's no way i'm going back at the very least there's no way that i'm going back to my room and going back to sleep like yeah. that, that would just not happen.
1: Yeah, I would have stayed in the same bedroom in the, as the other And especially in the rooms person. where
2: there's like little children's heads carved. Yeah. I couldn't sleep <laughs> in that room. No. There is no way. I don't that think leads it, to even one of the, the coolest effects in the movie later on, in my opinion, but
1: I couldn't do it. Even if the house wasn't haunted, I don't think I could sleep in a room <laughs> with a bunch of uh, like small children's faces carved sure. out of wood staring right at you right above all your night. bed too yeah that's like, really bizarre it's like
2: staying in a staying in a room where there's dolls all over it, yeah. and they're just staring at you know fuck you no mm-hmm. way no <laughs> way no get the fuck out of my life not <laughs> happening um so let's 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 break down the uh, plot just really quickly here you have uh you have Theo Nell, uh Luke and Dr. David Morrow and his assistant—I don't have her name. I'm Mary to find was, her. It? was it? Was it Mary? I think it was Mary. Yeah. Uh, yes. Alex rob okay.
1: There you go. Yeah, that that's the <laughs> cool one.
2: Um, so there. So Dr. Morrow basically Car- has Alex
1: Karamze. How did you?
2: That's not even hard. but eh, Whatever. Uh, so so Dr. marrow has Theo, Luke, and Nell. Uh, they come to this house as part of a sleep study. Basically, they all can't sleep, and uh, they have all these different personality types. And uh, it's under the guise of a sleep study, but really, he's studying fear, mm-hmm. and uh, he's actually writing a book. This wasn't this wasn't um, so much in the actual movie, but in some of the deleted scenes, uh, it's about he's writing a book about mm-hmm. about these people. And about you know fear and all that kind of stuff he's trying
1: to figure out why because our 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 fear response as humans is completely useless because Mm -hmm. it essentially it essentially paralyzes us you know like our our response to fear all the things that our body does physiologically when we experience fear they serve no purpose for protecting us in the long run so he's trying to figure out why we like In an evolutionary sense, why we haven't adapted to have more, uh, uh, like, more functional fear response. Yeah. So
2: So he invites them, though, to this haunted house in order to evoke fear. Mm -hmm. And he wants to study it. Little does he know that it goes completely off the rails because he literally brought them to Satan's doorstep.
3: (laughs) Um, Like literally,
2: there is a portal to purgatory in this house. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Um, That being said, um, that's essentially the plot. You know, Mm -hmm. they're there. Shit happens. It goes from being innocent to, you know, Doctor Morrow being like, "This isn't what I brought you here for." People are getting hurt now. To everybody basically being terrified. That's 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 your end. The house was originally um, was owned by. No fucking shit. Turn the lights answered. off out there. <laughs> um, the house was originally owned by a guy named Crane.
1: Crane was it uh, yes. was it uh, Harold Crane? What was it?
2: Uh, Crane was his name. Um I forget what his his surname was, but uh um, Hugh Crane. Hugh Crane. So there's a giant picture of Hugh Crane that's up this uh, this staircase. He looks exactly like Sabretooth.
3: He does. And I was like,
2: why do they have a picture of Sabretooth <laughs> on the wall? Some Marvel movie? <laughs> what the fuck? Um, Jimmy but, Tony, back tell you about
0: that now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, so so Crane is like the entity that, like, the main entity that is haunting this house. However, all of the she, like, we come to find out that there's all these children that were like basically used as like slave labor to build the house.
1: Right. Like, and, uh, was it a was it was he a text textile? I think so. What, did he own a textile it was something like factory? that? Yeah. And he yeah. basically like he started building this big beautiful mansion for his wife, and they wanted to fill it with children, but they couldn't have children. So, turns out uh, Eleanor finds out that he was just basically kidnapping children. From the textile mill and bringing them back there, but then you know he wouldn't let them leave. So and he would just kill them.
2: From my understanding, when they died, he would burn them in the fireplace.
1: Burn them in the fireplace, or there was the one. There was the one room that they never actually made it into. There was that like weird intricate door, and it was a, a normal sized door. Or, no, like, they the did only... at the end.
2: They did at the very end. Did they? Yeah, that was the door they went through, where they found Nell at the very end.
1: Oh, yeah. That okay.
2: was the door. All right. But but before them, though, this was like a hidden room in the house that right. they couldn't get into. Like a whole hand pops out of the door and stops her at one point, <laughs> which I actually thought was kind of cool. Yeah, But exactly. that's like the jumping off part to where they really jumped the supernatural shark.
1: Yeah. Um, ghost, ghost shark.
2: But we'll get there. But we'll get there. Um, yeah, so that's basically the story, though, is you have like the main poltergeist of the house that is basically keeping all of his other ghost children at bay and he's the one that's pulling the strings and the the reason why the house comes alive and all that and by come alive I mean the house legitimately comes alive
3: Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) which when it first started I thought it was really cool but very very quickly I realized ooh this uh (laughs) This isn't near as good as I remember the second half to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an interesting it's a, watch. Yeah, um, it
1: goes it goes downhill pretty quick. There's some cool stuff and I mean the the story is alright, but like the way they the way they did hugh crane i really hated I, I the, the idea of the house actually coming alive is pretty cool sure even though it's it gets a little bit corny mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like the first time they did it where it was uh like two archways and then like some lights in the back that made it look like eyes but yeah. it didn't it didn't like straight up like try and attack her
2: i thought that was cool but they should have stopped it they should have
1: stopped right there they,
2: yeah. they, at one point in time the entire ceiling becomes crane's face and it's coming down and yeah. like it looks so cheesy and and it, with, with the game or the game what the movie ended up feeling like was a video game it really really did oh yeah um mm-hmm. even the effects they felt like like ps2 level like video game effects you know you have uh Excuse me, you have uh, the main boss comes out of the picture on the wall, or Mm. Crane does at the very, very end, right? You have these uh, griffins and other animals that come to life. Those are the bad guys that you're fighting, you know, while the the main bad guys are going around. The kids' souls are the collectibles the uh you know so the even the room that there's there's a room that has a water floor with books as like stepping stones
1: which was pretty cool
2: it's cool but yeah, it, it looks it's like totally it's straight a, out of a video yeah. game like that that's how the second half of this movie plays and i guess it's cool if you're looking at it from that point of view but it's not i don't think what it was meant to be mm-hmm. so you can't really give it that <laughs> right you know i don't know it's, it would
1: almost be better as a as a video game sure i agree um. <clears throat> I want to bring this up just because I know I'll forget it if I don't. Uh, you mentioned earlier. What did you say about uh, Stephen King? Uh, the- oh, so Jan Jan DeBont was the producer on. Did you say he was a producer on a Stephen King movie?
2: No, maybe he was a pro. No, he wasn't a producer. What'd he did say, uh, a oh, cinema, he was a cin- cinematographer cinematographer on Cujo.
1: Okay, so Jan de Okay, listen to this. Follow this trail with me, okay. real quick. Jan DeBont was a cinematographer on Cujo. Mm-hmm. The car that they're driving in Cujo is a yellow gremlin. Mm-hmm. The car, no, he's the director of this movie. The car that he that L uh, or Nell rather is driving in this movie is a yellow gremlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stephen King wrote the original screenplay for this movie, and <laughs> that he wrote the first draft of the script. And Is that
2: this movie? Yeah, I thought and that it, was *House on Hill*.
1: No, he wrote the he wrote the first draft of this script, but when that fell through, he reworked it into *Rose Red*. Right. <clears throat> so Stephen King. So there's a there's a line. Oh, you're right. You're there's right. There's a okay. line going through. So so you got *Janderbot* on *Cujo*, the Gremlin in *Cujo*, the Gremlin in this movie. Stephen King writing the first draft of this, and then there's no connection really between this movie and. House on Haunted Hill, except for the fact that Chris Catan's character drives a red gremlin. What the hell's going on? <laughs> it's all a big conspiracy. Well,
2: my guess is that if King wrote the original draft, if they borrowed anything from it, and he put the gremlin in there, if that was kind of like his thing, sure, I can see that that carrying over. Mm-hmm. Um, also, very cool is that this um, the project was originally with Dimension Films, and it had Wes Craven attached to direct it. Mm. So you almost could have had a Wes Craven directed Stephen King written the haunting movie which could have been really cool
1: and just to add one more big name to it i believe that steven spielberg is an uncredited producer yeah, on i this. read that
2: too i had no idea that he had anything to do with this and it's funny just like in poltergeist there was a lot of rumors that circled around uh after the film was released that steven spielberg was actually directing a lot of the scenes
1: oh instead of toby hooper yeah uh
2: well no in this movie oh wait oh oh instead of jan demont
1: oh okay all right yeah I get that. I don't know how I... true
2: that is. It's never been proven, and that kind of circles around when the movie was released. Yeah, but that would make sense, though. Then think of Poltergeist. He did the same thing there. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I think it's pretty common knowledge if you pay attention at this point that King or that uh, Spielberg definitely had more to do with the directing of that movie than he leads out of, of Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah.
1: So this could be another one of those, uh, another one of those weird things. He's just sneaky behind the scenes, doing whatever the hell he wants
2: um yeah let's talk about some of the characters in the movie real quick okay. um
1: owen wilson
2: i'm pretty sure he got his wow, wow. from this movie because he <laughs> says it every fucking line
1: he says it every line in every movie he's ever made <gasps> i noticed it more wow.
2: in this movie though you're, oh wow so you're one of the oh yeah wow.
0: wow he came out of the womb doing that most babies <laughs> go wow he went wow <laughs> <laughs> I think, you're you, right. I think you're right.
1: Have you ever seen Have you ever seen any of the uh, people have taken cuts of uh, uh, lightsaber fights from from Star oh Wars, God, and I've... they replace all of the with with uh, Owen Wilson doing the wow? <laughs> Don't
2: tell me no. that. Wow! I'm gonna watch it on the loop wow. now. <laughs> wow! Amazing. All right. Um, no, I liked uh, Owen Wilson's character. I thought was a little, a little bit out of place. I thought, like, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, who, by the way, oh.
1: by the way. Yeah. Mm. We all know. Mm. We all know.
2: <clears throat> Sorry, going to loosen up the pipes here. Fine. <coughs> uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> clearly. Uh, she, was, she was great, though. I actually liked her character a lot. Yeah. I thought she was good. She was believable. She played her kind of, like, socialite. Inner, like, like not inner city, but like city-type girl. City-it. City-it. She played it to a <laughs> tee, though. She really
1: was. She, did, she yeah. was
2: talking about her boots at one time. Like, oh, these things are comfortable as hell, but a small price to pay for a fresh pair of kicks. I actually think she says kicks in the movie. She does say. Which is weird. Kicks. I thought that was like more of a modern term. That's no, totally a She was ahead of, of the curve.
1: Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was. <laughs> She's got, she got a nice head and some um, nice curves.
2: <laughs> but um, I also thought Liam Neeson was... Perfectly cast in this movie as well. Yeah. I thought he was really good. I looked at so Owen Wilson. Did, I just don't know what he was doing here. <laughs>
1: wow. wow! Did you did you uh, did you were Liam Neeson's lines all really really uh, like low in the mix? I feel like That's every time him he was talking, movie. I had to turn him way up. It's that it's that
2: Irish sassiness, man. It's just that <laughs> low that low.
1: You sh- very, you sh- I have a very particular set of skills. <laughs> Usually the Irish are super loud, though. I can oh, say that because I, I'm are Irish. You, are you stereotyping them because they're always drunk? I can say that because I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm allowed to say that.
2: <laughs> no, I think that's just the cadence of his voice. He has that, that weird, low, mm. weird frequency, I think, voice that just sits low mm-hmm. in, in a mix. It's like a whale. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I don't know what else about this movie. Like I said, it jumped uh, the shark. It got gets yeah, really, really weird. It,
1: yeah, it gets really. Um, it, I, I told you, like one of my big, uh, one of my big complaints was, sometimes in movies, I don't know why why they do this, but uh, they'll add in lines that seem to uh, seem to kind of like narrate the scene when they don't need it like when scenes are just self-explanatory, like there was one scene where uh, where Nell is pulled off of the bed mm-hmm. and obviously something supernatural is pulling her by the arm off the bed and she just goes, what's holding my
3: arm? <laughs> yes.
1: Like she says that to herself in the middle of it. Like nobody, <clears throat> nobody's around to hear her say that. So she's just saying it for herself. It's completely unnecessary. Yeah. And I, like, tor- like toward the end of the movie, like, some of her lines get really corny where she's like, all of a sudden, she's taking a stand against Hugh Crane. She's like, I will not let you hurt these children. And it just doesn't, well, it that just came back, across as really cheesy. That goes
2: back to me talking about Nell's, uh, about uh, what's her name? Um, uh,
1: Lily Taylor. Lily
2: Taylor just not really being great for that role. I just don't feel like she embodied, like, even somebody who is mousy at the beginning, there's usually a character arc where they become more at the end. Right. And it just wasn't there. Yeah. You know? Um, I did, like, like I said though, I think the um, the the face the faces of the kids that are carved into the walls that like, come to life at the end. I love that. Yeah, I love the animals coming to life at the end. I thought yeah, that, was that was actually cool. really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that part wasn't too cartoony for me. That part was actually those images were kind of cool. You yeah, know? I like that. I think that um, the house itself is a character. Yeah, and I love the fact that it's not just all dark and grays like a lot of big mansions. Mm-hmm. The reds were. Super rich, and the oranges were super orange. You know. Yeah. Um. And and I and I really dig that. I think mm-hmm. that was really cool. It gave the house this kind of warm feeling to it, which is not what you normally see in these old mansion haunted house movies. Right. So I thought that was really cool. It was kind of an, almost like warm and inviting. Yeah. I say warm one more time.
1: Well, I, was, I mean, <laughs> it was still spooky as hell, though. I think uh, my favorite part of the house, hands down, was the gigantic fireplace.
3: Yeah.
1: What? W- like. They would
2: have to burn trees in that thing, yeah.
1: like legitimate tree trunks like that's the like that's the pinnacle of of class is you have a freaking you, you have like the fireplace is the size of the front room in my in my house I, I'm like damn that would be so cool if it because it's it's probably what like eight ten feet tall oh God at least and probably yeah. 20 feet across I was like damn that would be sweet I if hope, you had a just a roaring fire in that when you had a bunch of people over it'd be so cool
2: I hope to one day own a house to where I can burn the help if if I don't like them. <laughs> that that's my goal. That's my goal in life. That's when you know you've hit class. <laughs> like that's 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 how you judge that.
1: Oh, what a terrible person you are.
2: <laughs> well, hey, oh, I'm have right. a big giant photo of me at the top of the Cinderella stairs, looking like Sabretooth or in my case, Wolverine. <laughs> It'd be perfect. Love it.
1: You sinister but, bastard. Yeah. All right. That, well, the uh, that's I mean, the haunting from 1999.
2: Watch it. I w- I would still recommend it.
1: You know, uh, this one's free on Amazon prime yeah, so you as, have you have no reason not to watch it as
2: a fan of late 90s horror movies this is it falls right in line with that there are some parts that are really cheesy in it um which you get with a lot of late 90s horror movies
1: mm-hmm. um it's not the best it's not the worst but if you like a a decent haunted house story in a very uh more than decent house then yes. this is a good movie for yeah, you I agree So uh, moving on to House on Haunted Hill, also from 1999. Uh An amusement park mogul offers a group of diverse people $1 million to spend a night in a haunted house with a horrifying past. Correct.
2: yeah, this is directed by a guy named William Malone, who directed uh, Fear. dot com, which is a movie we did recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also episode, uh, directed episodes of Tales from the Crypt and the Freddy Krueger TV show, Freddy's, Freddy's Nightmares. Nice. Which still has yet to see an actual uh, disc release or digital release. Oh yeah, that's right. So uh, I uh, want that. So hey, William Malone, do something about it.
1: <laughs> uh, so uh, stars. Yeah, keep. I was. Oh yeah, oh. go ahead. I was just gonna say keeping in keeping in. Uh, in the 1990, 1990s style horror ensemble, uh, feature sort of—they
2: uh, all kind of yeah—they all kind of had like the it, the nineties were weird
1: like the nineties and early two thousands. We've talked about this before. It was like that like every horror movie had a a very <clears throat> specific a arch- hip
2: sexy cast. Yeah, archetypal <laughs> sort of
1: uh, ensemble cast with like really big names at the time. And so,
2: nothing says hip and sexy like. Jeffrey Rush. Jeffrey Rush.
1: <laughs> the, possibly the hippiest, hippest, sexiest man alive. He could
2: have been the hippiest way back in
1: the day. Oh, yeah. I bet, yeah I bet yeah, you for was. For sure,
2: for sure. So, uh, Jeffrey Rush, uh, you'd probably know him best nowadays from the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, quite oh, frankly. Yeah. Most people would know him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, he played Stephen Price, not to be convinced or confused with Vincent Price. <laughs>
1: just putting that out Even there. Even though his character was essentially Vincent Price. Yes.
2: Um, weird backstory to his character, but we'll get into that. Uh, you have Famke Jansen Fine. Mm. Mm. Famke Jansen as Evelyn. You have Tate Diggs.
3: Fine.
2: Fine. <laughs> as uh, Eddie. Um, Chris Kattan.
3: Fine. Fine. <laughs> Fine. <laughs>
2: What the fuck happened to Chris Kattan Like in real life. Not in this movie. In real life (laughs) Mosley. What what happened to Chris Kattan?
1: I don't know.
0: Did he die?
1: No, I I I think he's alive still. I imagine we probably would have heard about it. He's uh, he's
0: probably going around nightclubs somewhere going (laughs) with the phone in his head. You me, you me, you me.
2: Is he still doing that? I'm sure the dude made a shit ton of money and probably doesn't need to ever do anything for the rest of his life. But like he disappeared. Off the face of the earth. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it.
1: He aside from aside from SNL, he was in so many of those like, uh, like
2: stupid comedies.
1: Yeah, those stupid '90s and 2000s. Was that
2: movie uh, Corky Romano?
1: Corky Romano, yep. and there was uh, they did the Night at the Roxbury movie, yep. and. Those are the only two I I can think of right now, but I'm sure there's more. (laughs) Uh, You
0: guys uh, want some cookies? (laughs) Oh, Chris Kattan.
2: Well, he did House of Haunted Hill. Yes. And we're talking about that tonight. So Chris Kattan plays uh, Pritchett. uh, Interesting name. Uh, Allie Larder, who plays Sarah. Bridget Bridget Wilson-Sampras plays Melissa Marr. And then uh, you have Jeffrey Combs, who plays Dr. Vanicott. I forgot... I forgot that Jeffrey Combs was in this movie. Completely forgot. Actually, I don't even know that I knew it was him when I saw the last time that I watched this. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, in 1999, for sure, you didn't know who yeah. Jeffrey Combs was. So when's the last time you actually watched this movie, though?
2: Oh, geez. It's, it's been years. Hmm. A, at least six years. Six, seven years, probably. Well, you
1: probably knew who he was then, right?
2: I mean, I knew of his movies, probably. Like, I knew of Reanimator. But I don't think that I was as big of a fan of him. hmm to where i would know him from older movies if that makes sense
1: there was also uh in the beginning of the movie there was a couple cameos by one james marsters oh yes uh spike from uh, buffy from buffy and uh you say i'll hear what i want
3: to i don't listen hard i don't pay attention to the <laughs> oh god that was
1: good, right? i'm sure that that's was gonna good. be super annoying to listen to lisa loeb also plays a channel 3 reporter which was interesting. Um, yeah. What a weird
2: random place for her just to pop up in. I don't. Okay.
1: Yeah. Sure. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So
2: house on Hill, if you've never seen it, um, you have Vincent Price, who owns amusement parks, mm-hmm. and he basically puts together these like horror-thriller-themed amusement park rides, and he's a super wealthy uh, millionaire, probably billionaire or whatever. Um, he's married to Famke <clears throat> Jansen, uh, and they legitimately hate every bone in each other's <laughs> bodies, not even the ones that count. Um, and uh, for her birthday, Evelyn, Famke Jansen's character, wants to have a whole bunch of her friends stay at this haunted mansion.
1: Well, it's a it's an old asylum. It's
2: an old asylum. Yes, um, she sees it on this TV show. Basically, and she goes, "Yes, I want my birthday party this year to be there."
1: What was it called? Uh, du- I can't remember. It was S- it was something it was, but true. Uh, uh, strange but stra- true. Yeah, something. It like seemed that. like it was a mix between Ripley's Believe It or Not and Unsolved Mysteries. Yes, yes.
2: Um, so she uh, she calls her husband, says, "Here's my oh. list." Him absolutely hating his wife and decides to invite his own list however the house would have other plans because somehow the house hacks into the internet yeah and re pulls up the email (laughs) and deletes his list and puts its own list it could have done all this digitally i'm not sure why it had to pop back up on the screen and do it but you
1: know because then we wouldn't know. <laughs> sure. We as the audience.
2: So the house is a computer hacker it invites <laughs> different people to the house that don't really know each other.
1: You know what's interesting about that scene that I never noticed was uh, so after after Price writes his list, yeah. which is you know, he shreds his wife's guest list and then he writes his own list. And after he leaves the room, I never noticed but you actually see a, a shadow come yep. and walk in front of the computer and start, like, you don't see hands typing or anything like that. But, but so you do see th-
2: a mouse moving. Apparently the house still needs to move the mouse because you see the cursor moving. Oh, yeah. That's right. I, so I like, know what the shadow was, though.
1: What was it, the cameraman? Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, that seems, that seems no. really lazy Like that, that they would not
0: I
2: because I agree, this movie this movie what, had a lot
1: of digital effects. You'd think that they would remove the shadow of a cameraman.
2: But what point would the shadow be
1: though? That's that's the what I'm asking. The ghosts never like,
2: leave the house, right? So it wasn't like the ghost like followed somebody there. It doesn't really make any yeah, sense. Yeah, that's
1: why that's why I'm saying I never noticed that shadow in that. So it is either just laziness, and the cameraman's shadow is completely visible in that scene, or. I don't know something we're not yeah. thinking of of the. Uh, I'm
2: not sure how it plays in. You pointed it <clears> out when <throat> you were watching it, and it was an, an interesting thing to see. Yeah, I don't know where it fits in how the movie
0: works,
3: though. Mm-hmm.
2: If that makes sense. Yeah, same um, here. Clearly, something was there doing it, but it doesn't. Yeah, I don't know. I Maybe <laughs> it was Casper. These movies all remind me of Casper a lot too—the giant mansion and the '90s effects. Yeah,
1: I love Casper. Such too. Good, <laughs>
2: it's such a good movie. I love Stinky. <laughs> Stinky. He's my favorite. Anyway, back to House of the Haunted Hill. Um, Yeah, so uh, all these strangers basically show up for this party. Um, and when they get there, to the surprise of Famke Jansen and Jeffrey Rush, they don't know him either. Mm-hmm. They have no idea who these people are. The best part about it, though, is that Price, uh, Rush's character, Price just goes with it. He kind of, like, kind of, it comes off like he just kind of loves it. Like, oh, uh, the the game is afoot,
1: you know? Well, throughout the entire movie, uh, until they finally realize that something terrible has, is going on, Price just thinks, because he already, he knows he shredded her list and he put out his own list. Mm-hmm. But he knows that none of these f- five people who show up are the list that he put together. So he thinks that Evelyn has somehow hacked into his system and, Invited some people he doesn't know, so they're just and going she, back and forth, and she thinks the same. Yeah. So the entire the entire movie, she's accusing him of uh, like playing head games with everybody, and he's accusing her of the the very same thing. So they never really have a real sense of danger because they think that it's all just a big ruse.
2: Not until a little bit later, but right. yeah. So so they're in the house, and um, I'm not going to go into the whole plot of what happens, sure. obviously. But the show they leave these, um, the asylum have these the asylum had these crazy, like, steel shutters that basically lock down the entire building to mm-hmm. where you cannot get out. And this activates while they're in there, and they're stuck in the building. From there on, they're wandering in the building trying to find ways out and this and that, and all the crazy supernatural shit happens. And um, there's really cool imagery in mm-hmm. this in this movie. Um, particular for me, the very first scene where they go down to the basement to try to find, like, the control panel. Mm-hmm. They uh they, they go into this basement area where there's all these weird like medical statues. It seems like maybe figures behind glass. I don't even know what they are.
1: You know what they reminded me like, of, I... and you know what they might actually be. I don't know if they would have like uh, actually used these for the actual movie. But we, uh, Aaron and I, went to the DIA or not the DIA. It was the uh, Detroit Science Center. Yeah. When they had that, uh, I can't remember what they called it. It was like the <clears throat> the the. the human body something exhibit a yeah, human body
2: exhibit Basically, is yeah. that what it was called yeah, i think so.
1: so essentially what they did with these b- bodies is like people donated their bodies to science after they died sure. <clears throat> and they have this they have this weird compound that they inject into these people's bodies and it fills every like all of the millions of tiny little capula- capillaries in your body and like every like every inch of tissue in your body and preserves it almost like plastic it's called Flex Seal.
3: <laughs> Flex Seal. <laughs> they just injected it in
1: you can preserve a body and you can also save your boat from sinking to the bottom of the lake <laughs> <laughs> and uh it was so cool cuz like they there were it reminded me of something from uh, from that movie the cell that we did a, a while back cuz there was just like they would have, like, cross sections of, like, they'd have a person's body, but then they would have, like, one-inch cross sections of the body and then split into, like, like 15 pieces. So you yeah. could see, like, all the inner workings. Or they had one where it was just the capillaries and veins of the person, so it was, like... A person standing there, but all you could see was it. Why are you smiling at me like I'm that? Still
2: thinking about my flexiultra. That's not that funny. It is to me.
1: Mike's just over here, just really enjoying his own company. I am. I really am. Um,
2: someone's got. to. But yeah,
1: that's what they look. Going back to what you were talking about, that's what they look like. It's like these bodies behind yeah, the glass, but, but they're, they're preserved. They're in almost some weird like
2: demonic looking though. One of them was on a horse. I, I don't know what was going on. I don't that, know what they were for. That's why but they were w- in the basement of this asylum.
1: That's why I wonder if those were actually if they actually borrowed those from that exhibit. Because one of the ones, I'm pretty sure, one of the ones that we saw at the science center was riding a horse.
0: Well, these weren't
2: like these weren't like cross sections of bodies. No, I'm ago. not
1: saying that they were all cross sections. That was just an example. Oh, but like okay. some of them were full human bodies. Well, probably not because that exhibit was relatively
2: new within the last ten years, right? Mm. This movie's twenty years old.
1: I, I I don't think the exhibit itself was only 10 years old i think it had been traveling around the well, us for quite a while
2: okay i mean that's that's fair we can do that but yeah. who cares <laughs> really weird imagery though like yeah. really cool um like i said it's almost like demonic weird like little devil babies behind glass but, yeah. looks like, but they look like they're in wax like mm-hmm. i don't know it's just really weird stuff yeah and the entire the entire movie had that that really weird dark Grimy feel to it, which mm-hmm. I love. It's one of the things that I love about this movie the most mm-hmm. is that feeling. And for as dark and grimy as it is, it's also really light. Yeah, like it's 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 every room you can see every part of it. Yet it's still like grayscale almost. Like yeah. it's weird. It's a weird juxtaposition <clears throat> of light and dark.
1: And they do a really good job of it. Well, and to add to the not to the literal lightness of it, but it's also like the the actual performances are. Are on the lighter side too sure like it's a very it's it's also a very funny movie you know what i mean like it's funny and scary at the same time it's there's a lot of joking around in oh, yeah. a, in amongst all the horrifying shit that's going on well
2: oh, between between prices and evelyn's characters going back and forth like it's like this weird plot to kill each other you know what this movie is hmm. this movie is a cross between clue casper
1: and like War of the uh, roses.
2: Yeah, yeah. like it, it, that's kind of what it is. Like mm-hmm. it's very much like a who done it sort of at least in the very beginning because everyone's kind of blaming somebody else. I
1: definitely got clue vibes from it yeah. when everybody's like congregated in that that foyer area and I and they play clue now. Yeah, we should play clue. <laughs> Let's do that this weekend. I We should play, play clue and watch clue Clu. at the same time.
2: and drink clue or we don't know what's in our
1: drinks. We or, just we just drink or, or drink <laughs> glue. Uh, seems and creepy. just see where the night takes <laughs> us <laughs> um
2: but no it did it gave off those kind of vibes yeah it, and i like that and the, the comedic parts really do come out even though chris Kattan is trying his hardest to act like afraid of the house he still comes off very comedic uh, like,
1: i think his i think his character was supposed like out of everybody his character was supposed to be the co- comedic relief
2: yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It seemed to me like I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be comedic or if he was really trying and just failing. <laughs> I really couldn't tell. See, There's I a got fine line. I got the I opposite the feeling two.
1: from it. I was like, with all the with all the movies and skits that you've seen, <clears throat> Katan in where he was just a goofball. Like this movie actually kind of showed off his acting chops a little more.
2: I mean, a little bit more. Yeah.
1: That's just that's what I got. Because there
2: it. are more serious types to it. The subject matter is yeah. more serious in general. Um, and then you have Jeffrey uh, Jeffrey Combs' character. Loved it, Vaneket. Loved it. Yeah. Um, and the, the parts there. There's some parts where, uh, where when Price realizes that this is not just his wife doing it, he starts seeing Jeffrey Combs' character in the uh, the screens. Because
1: there's a there's like a uh, there's a like a security room where they can see all of the yeah. camera like because the camera Price feeds did the... set up
2: some stuff sure yeah but it ne- nothing went to his plan whatsoever. Mm. And in his screens he's seeing like these flashbacks from the old days where Jeffrey Combs comes in the play and I loved his character like he has this weird stuttery skipping effect that was
1: like super creepy. Yeah, we always we always talk about cuz there's some more modern examples of that kind of stuttery movement where mm-hmm. it just doesn't really serve the story like it's it's only for it's only for the look rather than actually serving some sort of purpose and I really loved like uh, the way Vaneket moves in this movie is the thing that stuck with me probably the longest, like, after I first saw this movie yep. back when I was younger. Very 90s. Because it's, like, it's, it, it's... When you see him moving through through the room with that stuttery walk, not only is it, like, super scary-looking, but it's also it, it kind of it looks like what you would see on old film because mm-hmm. like the frame rate on film was so slow that it it would look kind of stuttery yep. like that so it made sense for him to move like that. I feel like so many movies took that that sort of uh, that sort of movement and stuck it into more modern looking films mm-hmm. where it didn't make sense for the characters to be moving that way. Let's do that because it's scary.
2: yeah, it doesn't make sense though yeah
1: I and mean, it's still it's still scary but like it doesn't make yeah it doesn't i make agree sense i agree 100 um
2: i one of the things that stuck out to me a lot is the what the, in the middle of the movie when they start to figure out that they're stuck in this house and it's not them killing each other there starts this montage of them trying to get out of the house and there's this music cue that happens. That is completely out of place hmm. for the entire rest of the movie and it reminds me of like scooby-doo music like all the characters are scrambling around this this asylum trying mm-hmm. to find a way out trying to do something and it's like this super upbeat sort of bright music did you not notice this i don't think it so. drove me fucking nuts because it was completely
1: juxtaposed was it, to the rest of the movie only in one part
2: it was what well, was a segment. It was like that middle part where like they realize what's going on and they're all trying to find a way out or trying to f- find their way through the uh, through the the asylum.
1: Yeah,
2: I don't know. I would, I'll, I, I, I that, guess I'll need to show you again. Yeah, but it, was it, it was just jarring, so it was so weird. Yeah, because it just didn't fit the rest of the movie at all. Uh huh. Like I say, it reminded me of like Scooby Doo music so <laughs> almost, like where they're running around the house and trying to figure this out. Like it wasn't that upbeat, but it was like halfway there, you know.
1: I'm just thinking. That thinking of the... Uh, what the hell is the...
2: I mean, it was sort of like that. It really was. like To me, at least. It was, it was just weird. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was just super bizarre to me. It was a weird, weird thing. Um, and go ahead. No, say, I was saying, my rest of this is about the end of the movie, so...
1: Uh, I was on. just going to go back to kind of some of the imagery, because this is my biggest takeaway from this movie is the imagery uh-huh. like I, I i actually really enjoy this entire movie and it and for the most part it held up uh the, the darkness at the end is really like really really bad i mean but lots, uh, of, not,
2: lots of naked chicks though
1: lots of naked chicks um <laughs> if you don't
2: know what we're talking about just watch the movie <laughs> or we'll explain it in a minute
1: um for the for the most part the entire movie held up but there's like there's just some really awesome imagery that I I can't remember seeing anything like it prior to this movie. I agree. Um first of all, we we talked about when when we started the movie we we're like this intro is essentially just a tool video. Really was. It started as a tool video transitioned into something that you may have seen in like a uh, 9 inch nails video and then some of the imagery in the like within the movie reminded me of like uh like Aphex Twin videos. I don't think I've ever seen an Apex Twin video. There's like that. Uh, there's there's the one part where the so um, Bridget Wilson, Bridget Wilson Sampras rather, plays Melissa Marr, and she's she's trying to get. She has a camera with her the entire time. She's trying to get something good on film because she wants to she wants to leverage it into getting her own TV show. And she goes. This is this has always been one of the creepiest parts of the movie to me. She's down in the basement by herself. Which why would you do that that's a terrible idea but she's down in the basement like filming stuff and she comes across one of the operation rooms or the um the operating rooms and she sees the doctor and two nurses like operating on this conscious patient and like he's screaming and stuff she sees him on the camera and then she puts her camera down and there's nobody there and then she raises it back up and then they all slowly look up at the same time but the Apex Twin part that I was talking about is when she, then she hears something behind her and she looks back and there's just like what looks like an old asylum patient standing in the corner and his face is obscured. You can't really see it. Mm-hmm. And then it does this weird thing where it jump cuts to where it it's all of a sudden like standing right in front of her and his face is shaking back and forth, but he's got this gigantic mouth. I think, uh, I'm trying to think of the... Aphex Twins video for Come to Daddy, I think.
3: <clears throat>
1: watch that one. Okay. And there's this part where this, like, giant, like, weird alien looking thing is screaming in this woman's face, and it looks just like that.
2: Okay. Send it to me tonight. I yeah, watch I it. will. It's really cool. That scene, too, when we were watching it, um, I thought for sure, I I thought that'd be a really cool thing with the way that virtual reality is set up these days Mm -hmm. and like, um, and sensory, like, uh, manipulation in like haunted houses and stuff. Mm -hmm. I always, I, I was watching this and it'd be really cool if you could have like a, like a haunted attraction or something like that. Right. To where you have that old school type of video camera. But there's sensors set up all around a room to where it knows basically what to look at. Like the way they filmed, and it's be obviously super expensive. The way they filmed Avatar,
3: mm-hmm. where
2: wherever the camera was pointed, it already saw basically the the digital makeup of the world.
1: Um, they already have this, haven't you? I? Like last summer, we were messing around with it on my phone and on Jay's phone. I think there's an app, and I can't remember what the hell it's called, but it was it was a um. What do they call that um altered reality or mm-hmm. is that what they call it altered sure, sure. altered reality um but you you basically walk around your own house and
2: you're right I've seen and stuff like that you point your too, phone
1: yeah. at shit and all of a sudden like you see this creepy picture on the wall of some old lady and then it falls off the wall well it's do the that, exact though, same thing.
2: Do that, but like a hundred times better, and make it super creepy. Yeah, that would be weird. Like, like you're walking around, and like what you're seeing in this in <clears> the <throat> this, in this, in this screen is what you have to react to. You know, well, like I think it'd be cool.
1: It would be cool. Like basically, you could have like a, a pair of VR goggles, but still with a front-facing camera, mm-hmm. so the people could see, act like you know, because with VR goggles, you can't see anything. Yeah, but it would it would it would more be like an overlay sort of thing. So you could still go through the house and like you're looking around, and you're seeing. We're we're trademarking this right now. Don't steal our <laughs> idea, you bastards. That'd be sweet, though. It would be It'd cool. Be really cool. It'd be think expensive be awesome. as hell.
2: <laughs> I'm surprised there's never been like a house in haunted hill, haunted house because it's kind of perfect yeah, for it. It really it is. is. Um, of all the haunted house movies, I think this movie still might take the crown for kind of the creepiest. Like yeah. that, that the under the underneath of this asylum where they're always walking around and all mm-hmm. that, like the the big pool of blood. We talked about this actually in episode six. The big pool of blood mm-hmm. that uh, um, was the Ellie Lars character thinks that Tate Diggs is yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a it's such a cool scene. Everything about it is cool.
1: The creepiest, I think, the creepiest part of down in the like the basement area to me was always the uh, what do they call that thing? The it's not the submersion chamber. It's the uh,
2: I talk about the one where it makes the crazy people the, the stuff that makes people yeah, insane like, will make insane people
1: normal. That idea to me Did always I say that, right? <laughs> that idea it was something me- like that. It yeah. was it was uh, basically his Vaneket's idea was what what would what would make a sane man crazy would make a crazy man mm. sane. Okay. That's again. it. Yeah. And what did it? I can't... Uh, it wasn't a submersion chamber. It was... I can't remember exactly yeah, what Yeah, I, fre- I it, the exact... But it was but this it. giant, like... Like this giant iron ball in the middle of the room. And they would put crazy people in there. And then it was... It was basically like a sensory depth chamber. Except for... Instead of separ- sensory deprivation, they just bombarded you with like lights and sounds and weird pictures and shit like that. Yeah. And the idea it's like of a
2: sensory overload, basically, yeah,
1: like yeah. that, like that scene always creeped me out. And then even the way, even the way uh, Price is moving at the end, like he's, you can tell that he's completely lost his mind. And they, oh yeah, they do like a, uh, they do like a, a shot where they pull out through the tiny window, and you can just see him like laying in there, and all the lights are still flashing, and it's like the way his hands are shaking and stuff. You can, like almost like he's having a seizure.
2: Well, oh, that. Chamber is very yeah. seizure-inducing,
1: and I'm just like, oh god! Everything about that is horrifying and, and and amazing for this movie. Yeah, I think that's I think that out of, that part out of the entire movie, like that particular room, is the scariest to me. I agree. So
2: it's 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 just terrifying, like being stuck in a room with it. it reminds me of like the gravitron the saturation old, uh...
1: chamber. Was it the saturation chamber? Sure, masturbation okay. chamber. <laughs> ah, that's, ah, that's what it was. <laughs> just stuff coming at you from all angles.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah, um, what, what, what were you just talking
1: about? Did you just say something about the Gravitron?
2: Yeah, that, that's what it was. <laughs> it reminds me of the Gravitron because the whole room is spinning. Yeah. And it kind of reminded me of that almost, mm-hmm. just like not that at all. Except, I don't know. <laughs> except <laughs> not spinning. The spinning part of it just reminded me of it. Um, I want to go to the end real quick. Okay. Because you have two characters that actually do survive at the end. You have Tay Diggs, mm-hmm. uh, Eddie's character, and is it like, the two blondes? Allie Larder. I, is it Allie Larder? Yeah. Okay, I, I do have to say this. Don't cast two actresses that look almost identical in the same movie. It's kind of confusing.
1: I don't think Ellie Larder and... uh, Yeah, they do. They
2: look close enough. They look look enough like each other that they're confusing at times.
1: You know what they say about blondes. We all look the same, right? (laughs) I don't think that they look even close to similar. Well, I think that they do. I don't know. Your opinion is invalid. All right. But...
2: So it's Ellie Larder though, and Tay Diggs. They they survive on the on the on the outside
1: with with the help of ghost Chris Catan.
2: Yes, right. Because <laughs> of course that's what happened to him. Ah, he came back as a ghost. <laughs> um, and as they're sitting out on this little ledge up on like the thousandth floor of of this, <laughs> this haunted asylum. Yeah. Um, they find these uh, the checks that. Price made out to them for right. five million dollars. Well,
1: what was it? Was one million dollars per person if they survived the night? And
2: between the two of them, they basically had five million dollars. Right? Can you cash a dead man's check?
1: It was a. It was a. It was a bank note, or a, what do you call those?
2: But can you still cash that though? After the person It was, it was made out
1: to cash. No. Yeah. So. Okay, yeah, That's that was fine. my
2: question. The other thing was, is there should have been a sequel to this movie of them just sitting on a ledge for an hour and a half over the course of like five days
1: it'd be like uh <laughs> it'd be like frozen except for on actually there you go yeah
2: it would be it would well be I've always wondered
1: how the hell do they get down at the end of this movie
2: uh, you just get sick and tired of living and you jump Well, because,
1: <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> because the, the the part of the house that they're on is facing out over the bluff like there's no there's even if, to go. even if there was a maintenance crew coming the next day they're not gonna go up to that part of the house like up in the attic because obviously it hadn't been maintained for years. Exactly. And nobody's gonna see two people sitting sitting on, on that ledge way up there. I'm convinced that uh after this movie, even though they had five million dollars, they died up on that ledge. That's just what I think.
2: Yeah, there's no. there's nowhere else they could possibly go. No.
1: <laughs> <They're> <laughs> saying, we they, won five also,
2: million dollars, but we can't do shit.
1: Also they seem pretty comfortable mm. with the fact that they're sitting on a three foot ledge. 500 feet in the air just kind of chilling i
2: think i'd rather die in the house yeah i really do yeah that'd be a that would be a miserable way to die just <laughs> just either sitting up there until you're dead or jumping
1: those are your two options or or you could be engulfed by the darkness made out of a bunch of naked ladies sounds sounds like a pretty simple choice to me right (laughs) by by the way i said that we would mention that earlier the darkness the thing the creature that comes out of the the vault at the end uh if you look closely it's just made out of a bunch of pictures or a bunch of videos of naked dancing ladies which is the weirdest thing yeah there's two of them
2: that. that are in the forefront that are really, really uh uh-huh. obviously naked ladies. They should have hidden them a little bit more. I think it would have been more effective. Well the
1: thing is is like it only it only really became evident to me after it had been pointed out to me. True. By IMDB, I think. So
2: But once you see it though Once you see it it's, yeah, it's you, blatant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would have been better served to hide it maybe a little bit more yeah. so we could look for it, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Um, anyway yeah that's uh you got anything else? I, I did have
2: one more question we're, we're we're wrapping up on time here I did have one more question though um of all the people that were invited to this party right mm-hmm. the one person that was in on any of the jokes was um the doctor. yeah, what's his name um this was Schrader no what's his name? Peter Gallagher, Blackburn So Blackburn played a doctor Mm -hmm. He was the one guy That was sort of in on the joke Because he ended up being A, we'll call him a sexual partner With Evelyn
1: How about accomplice? Sure, that one Sexual accomplice Sexual accomplice (laughs) with
2: Evelyn So they knew each other
1: Yeah.
0: The rest
2: of the people did not know each other And supposedly all of the people In the house were brought there By the house Mm Mm-hmm. And all those people had connections to the house, except for him. So how did he get invited to the house? Because they all had the same invites from that computer. I, That's what doesn't make sense. I don't have a good
1: answer for that. Yeah, it's weird. It, I, I <laughs> Because con- obviously Evelyn Im- invited him.
2: Sure. But, but he wouldn't have the same invite. Right. He wouldn't have all of that same stuff. Right. That part almost doesn't make sense at all. Yeah. They, they kind of. It's, it's a loophole in. Uh, it's a glitch in the Matrix, I
1: unless, unless the house knew for some reason her intentions and and put him on the invite list just because they knew that he was a cog. I don't the, think
2: the house cared about anything other than
1: the re, people. Re, like taking out the taking bloodline revenge, of the yeah. people who had survived, yeah. Which, if you don't
2: know what we're talking about, watch the movie. It makes sense. Movie.
1: But.
2: <laughs> But, yeah, I, I that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. Like, his it's... character being there, and they all had the... If if they didn't show him with an invite, right. then it would be different, but they did. Right. And even on the computer screen, when the house erases the original list, mm-hmm. it the, the, the scene fades out as it's typing only the third person. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if it actually says his name on there. I don't think that it does. No. But... He still has the invite, so it's like I, I just don't really get it.
1: Wait, know, that's weird. Wait, what the hell was actually? It might have, wh- because it only has his. It only has his last name on on IMDb, but I remember the name Ben. I feel like I remember the name Ben Blackburn. So it might have actually put his name down.
2: Well, we will rewatch it yeah. then, and this could be a correction for next yeah. week. but that was my one question though.
1: Yeah, so. and uh, I don't have a good answer to it, so. <laughs>
2: Well, all right. So that that'll
1: it? do it. Yep, that's the house on Haunted Hill and The Haunting, both and from 1999.
2: That was the year of 1999.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, are we doing the Wheel of Pizza death this Uh
2: time? My phone died again. Oh, Literally okay. two weeks in a row. <laughs> all right. So um, I do have options, though, if you want to just pick one. Yeah, let's do that. We can do that. Um, we have, let's pick between, let's make J pick. Oh, okay. I we got have, you. We have, we have, a, we have a, uh, a Jim pick and a Mike pick. So here's, we'll start with Jim's pick. Jim's pick is uh, Holes in the Ground. I'll let you tell it. Uh,
1: Holes in the Ground. Pretty self-explanatory. So (laughs) one is called The Hole in the Ground. (laughs) (laughs) And the other one is The Gate.
2: You've seen The Gate before? I have not seen The Gate. It's great. great. Good movie. And yours? Mine are, uh, I'm going to call this episode, This Little Pig Went to Market, where we are watching Razorback and Boar, Mm. the uh, two giant killer pig movies. (laughs) These mm. are your options. <laughs> mm.
1: Rhythm section.
0: We got holes in the ground or killer pigs. <laughs> <laughs> let's, uh, let's run with the killer pigs. killer pigs. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yes. What? Oh, I'm so excited.
2: So, Boar is supposed to be really good, though. I've heard that's good things about it. That's the one that just it. came out, right? It just came out on uh, oh, Shutter. Yeah. yeah, cool. I've heard good things about it. We've actually talked about it on the show before.
1: Oh, yeah. There were so stories about it. I'm, for... I'm,
2: I've been excited to see it, and Razorback is, is a, pig that's a,
1: cl- yeah, sure. <laughs> a pig classic. Yeah, <laughs> sure. A pig classic. <laughs> a pig classic. So,
2: that's what we're going with next week,
1: though. Right, Jay, cool. high five. So, Boar and Razorback.
2: We'll do a hole in the ground the, the following week. Sure. Why provided not? there's not a reason we shouldn't do it.
1: Sure. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to find us on social media, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and SoundCloud at the Buzzkill Podcast.
2: You can find us on Twitter at the Buzzkill PC, and on all major streaming
0: services. Clearly, you've already found us. So tell a friend.
1: And if you want to find J-Rodge, you
0: can find me on all social media at Ocean Recording and also check out www.oceanrecordingstudio.com for all your fantastic audio needs.
1: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm. Mm. Never get told. All right, boys. Well, hey, good to be back again. Cheers. Cheers. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Have a good night.